Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Ty? Hi. Ty? Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. He's a cool cat, man. Superstitious bears. Superstitious bears. I got a little taco meat on my chest. I grabbed a handful of lunch meat and shoved it down my teammate's throat. I'm a former long snapper. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. At the Burlington... uh, I have no idea what the f*** just happened. Did not flub at all. Send it in. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. Another hot one here in eastern North Carolina. We're excited to be with you on the program today. We'll have a lot of fun and we'll talk a lot of sports on the show. A lot of, uh, a lot of stuff to get to, and uh, including ECU news and notes regarding Pirate Basketball. Got a little football, got um, some baseball nuggets as well. So a lot coming up on today's edition of Pirate Radio Live on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And we'd like for you to watch the program and be a part of our program today on Facebook Live and on YouTube. What's on your mind on this Friday? Again, we're going to discuss the uh, the big three at East Carolina, hoops, baseball, and football, and uh, want to hear what you think about those sports at East Carolina and the topics we're going to hit today. We've also got guests to get to, including Brian North, WCTI 12. We'll talk to him about what's going on here locally and beyond when he joins us in about 25, 30 minutes or so. Hour two, Tony Dunn, C3 Podcast, will join us. Joey brought up Cam Newton's Hall of Fame eligibility and if Cam is a Hall of Famer. We will briefly talk about that with Tony because he is a cam apologist cam could never do any wrong in tony's eyes in fact sometimes i'd try to get him to just say one thing negative about cam newton just to see if he could do it what is there bad to say about the superman cam newton he dresses funny a little style a little spice (laughs) that's the voice of joey who has not been introduced yet joey i'm so sorry it's uh apology accepted shirley rhodes is here Uh, let me go ahead and uh introduce her as well what's up and uh, she is eating mm-hmm. something that looks very good over there. It's a bunt cake. Also on the show today, Mark Greenhelge Golf Shop Radio Show, less than a week away from the, I don't call it the British Open because I'm classy, the Open Championship. That is what you call it, not the British Open. If you say the British Open, you're some sort of novice. I'm a golf expert, uh, so I call it the Open Championship. Uh, yeah. Uh, coming up at 5 o'clock today, Morgan Aylers will join us. Holden Aylers was uh draw by the Pirate Radio Studios yesterday. Got a two- or three-minute chat with Holton that we'll run today that we put out on our social media sites. And uh, we'll play the interview from earlier this week with Josh Groves. Some of you may have already seen that on YouTube and Facebook. Haven't given it to the radio audience yet. So my chat with Josh Groves, who, by the way, was texting with just a moment ago, and uh, he has signed the dotted line. So officially a part of the Yankees organization. He said he signed this morning. So congratulations to Josh. Uh, Planning on hooking up with Josh Moylan sometime soon and also going to reach out to uh, Tyler Brott and Landon Ginn. Landon Ginn uh, reportedly signing a free agent deal. 
bad news for the pirates good news uh for mr ginn so uh, hopefully we can catch up with him next week and talk about him moving on to the next level i believe the cubs yes he is a cubby go cubs go uh land again so uh awesome stuff for ecu uh former now baseball players uh, another note on a former baseball player in a moment for ecu who i also have been in uh contact with today and uh we'll get to that in a moment but we do well first let me let me welcome our uh our online folks see what's going on there real quick pike is listening in from north myrtle beach what's up pike jamie says tough week for baseball losing a lot of good players I guess, but man, it's a it's a program. It's going to replenish itself. It's fine, Cliff Godwin. It's 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 okay, Jamie. But you've been negative lately, Jamie. What's going on with you, man? Let's let's pep it up a little bit. Your Reds are in first place. There's something positive for you. Brandon says, "Good afternoon." Getting packed up so me and my fam- family can head out to charlotte tonight going to go see luke combs tomorrow night all right enjoy that brandon car. yeah uh as i said earlier in the week when i was driving around with uh lily this past weekend or last week or whatever um was flipping around the stations and the popular music stations that she enjoys and i swear in like one afternoon trip out for a ride i heard fast car not by tracy chapman but from what i understand luke combs who has made that song popular again that is correct yeah and i mean look it sounds good it's what's your um what's your favorite cover of all time shirley you're very musical um uh, name, name uh, what comes to your uh, head gosh um running up that hill uh it was originally done by kate bush but uh a band called placebo uh covered it and i actually thought that placebo did i thought that was an original i did not realize that kate bush had sung that song back in the 80s well shirley do you really like it or do you think it just might be the placebo effect oh hold on hold on hold on you are terrible what's that face joey what kind of face are you making over there I just looked up a list of the best covers. Oh, okay. All right. I thought you. Okay. And the one you're looking at right now is an excellent cover, by the way. Surely. I will always love you, Whitney Houston. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. That's, yeah. Yeah. Um, how about this, Shirley? This might be, boy, sacrilege, especially to uh, folks who listen that are of our certain age. But the Atari's version of Boys of Summer. I Do like, like that more version. than the original. Yes, I like that version. I'm sorry to say way that more than the original. Okay, so you're with me there. I am with you on that if one. If you're with me, I feel a little more confident and comfortable. I will tell you another that. one that's very, very, very close to the original. Like you could almost say, like it's one and one point five, and that is alien ant farms version of smooth criminal i was going to bring that up because it is it's very close it's almost impossible to make a michael jackson song better than it is right but it's very close i think they did a, a good tribute to it and i think a lot of people would agree it's it's pretty dangerous to even dangerous is that a michael jackson dangerous yes uh dangerous to even try to do a cover but like they did it they certainly did it justice it was a good jam all right um what else is on that list joey anything are you done with the list uh, now i don't know if he performed it i know he wrote it 
but uh, Prince wrote Nothing Compares to You. Sinead O'Connor had an amazing version. Version, yes. But I don't know if Prince ever performed that song. Right. Um, but that was the first one that popped into my head, but I just wasn't sure if he ever performed that live. Another one says uh, Aretha, Aretha Franklin. Respect. Did you say respect? Yeah. Well. Just a little bit. Great respect to the – what a segue this is going to be – to the ECU well basketball program. Big news today as former Texas Tech head coach Mark Adams uh, will now be uh, joining the ECU basketball staff. And you bring up the word respect. We'll talk more about this in a moment. But I got great respect to Mike Schwartz and this basketball program with what they're doing right now. And if anybody knows anything about respect, Shirley, it's Mike Schwartz. Just a ton of respect for Campbell and their program and their coaching staff. ton of respect for Coach Dixon. ton of respect for Coppin State as a program. Great, great respect for the High Point program, Coach Smith. Great respect for Temple, their program, Coach McKee. Great respect for uh, Coach Dawkins and the... Central Florida program. Great, great respect for Coach Gregory and uh, South Florida program. So much respect for Rob Lanier and the SMU program, their coaching staff and their players. Incredible respect for uh, Wes Miller and the Cincinnati program, their basketball team, their players, their coaching staff. have always had great respect for him as a coach and their program. Respect for Coach Sampson and the Houston program. Respect, 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 a very respectful man mike schwartz great respect to coach schwartz and uh and boy this is uh it's a big deal a lot of folks talking in the pirate nation as Mark Adams joining the ECU basketball staff. Now, why would a head coach at Texas Tech be available to join the ECU coaching staff? Well, he um, was suspended and then uh, resigned from Texas Tech following their season. So, I, I don't know the whole story here. I just know what was reported. Um, there was an incident that occurred in a meeting with a player um and they did their research on it the school announced uh, and came out and said that adams was encouraging the student athlete to be more receptive to coaching and reference bible verses all right nothing wrong with that i guess uh, about workers teachers parents okay and slaves serving their masters oh there's okay now the you had me in the first half slaves serving their masters dude this is more of a a psa i I see so many times like politicians like people in the media i guess people like talking heads anybody making references to things like slavery and the holocaust and it's just it never it never goes how you're going to think it's going to go. Even if you have good intentions, there's a million analogies out there you can make. Yeah. Just are, so many. They're a lot safer. There's no reason to go to things like slavery or the Holocaust. It never works out the way you think it's going to, even when you have good intentions. Some people that make these uh, analogies have bad intentions when they say those analogies. 
but a lot of times i see somebody's trying to make a simple point and they use those things to make that point for whatever reason every time i see it it never works out so that's just more of a, a psa unless you're a professional comedian and even then you better hope it lands and hits home yeah. but uh probably just best to stay away from some of those topics but that is uh and there were i guess other incidences as well um there was a apparently a, a racially insensitive comment that was unintentional and an isolated incident i'm reading the story on npr here of when uh texas tech and mark daniels went their separate ways uh but he is known as a defensive coach is reggie williams our offensive coach because mike schwartz is also a defensive coach who's our who's our offensive coach but man that is a lot of a lot of wins a lot of history and um a veteran on the bench now for ecu basketball so uh some big news today with mark adams joining here that he got a nice little severance pay from texas tech too yeah so he's uh might see him at the local golf course around here playing uh some golf here in greenville uh and hopefully we can get him here on pirate radio at some point uh jerry says respect for pirate radio he said love the positive energy coming from coach jerry said uh said earlier we need some nice radio today well i mean it is friday oh good grief jamie jamie said i didn't realize that was that i was being negative earlier i was simply stating the obvious he then said my dog died unexpectedly this week so easy to see the negative i guess well, Jamie, that's oh. a great example. We don't know what's going on in everyone's lives. And Jamie, I'm really sorry to hear that. I'm sure uh, he was a good boy slash girl and a great friend and a great companion. And you know what? You're sad now, but you got to think about all those great memories that you two had together. Uh, Jamie also said, I have comments on Adams as well, but I'll hold those. <laughs> okay. It's a tough one for Jamie. Jamie, I tell you what, stick around. We're going to talk sports. We're going to brighten your day here at Pirate Radio. That's what we're going to do today. Great respect to you for hanging out with us here today. Uh, Steve on the cover front says, Proud Mary, Ike and Tina Turner. So is Proud Mary a Credence song that they did? Or does it even go back further than that? Oh, that's a good question. Hold on. Let me find out. Here's a good one um steve says hurt by johnny cash you know what's crazy i don't oh, even yeah. know allison chains or is it nine inch nails, nails. Yeah. i don't even know if i've ever heard the nine inch nails version but i love the johnny cash yes yeah, ccr did the original proud mary okay and then tina got up there and gave us some energy oh she took it to church that's <laughs> what she did all right so uh yeah if you got a favorite cover song let us know that's better than the original uh, anything else in the chat before we move along here on this Friday? Uh, Robert says, where do you think Pat Fitzgerald will be coaching next? Probably Alabama. Isn't that where all coaches that something happens and they're let go end up? He'll be at Alabama, Georgia. Maybe, does he have any NFL background? Like maybe with Belichick or something? Let's see where Pat Fitzgerald. Seems like he went from a Northwestern player to their coach, basically. Well, I saw a report today that Belichick might even be on the hot seat this year. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Right. Hold uh, on. Hold repeat on. Repeat the question that you were the original question that you have presented. 
about what we're talking about right now? Yes. Where mm-hmm. will Pat Fitzgerald end up? Okay. Joey, you saw a report. Now, is this some of your sleeper stuff? Yeah. Okay. And it said what? And it's Bill a, Belichick's on the hot seat? Or like... Get could, the hell out of here! He could be on the on the out for... Oh, I just cleared my notifications. I'll What's just say, that? he makes his choice when he's ready to step down. Bob Kraft is not going to fire Bill Belichick. If Bill really? Belichick's ready to go, he'll go. Okay, so you think it'll be a decision on Belichick's half more than Kraft? Uh, yeah, unless he goes like 0-16 three straight seasons. I don't see there's any way Bill Belichick ever gets fired. I think he gets fired if they don't make playoffs this year. Okay. Just because Kraft wants to like... Kraft seems like the type of owner who wants to continue that type of legacy and dynasty era. And because he knows it's falling off, he's got to make a splash now. And why not make a splash when you have so much cap room next year? I appreciate you being here to make me look smarter than I am. And I'm not the dumbest person here. So I just want to say great respect to you. (laughs) I don't know, man. I hear you, but Bob Kraft is also very family, like does a lot. We had Tony Collins uh, on our show forever. Why has Tony not been around? Uh, he, he made a move, but we'll get him on via the phone when football rolls around. But they love their alumni. He just seems very – and, I mean, we're talking about the greatest coach ever. Like, yeah. I just – I can't see it. But, young Joey, you might be right. I might be wrong. Business is brutal, you know. It is. That, that is a factoid. All right, so Fitzgerald went from playing football at Northwestern in 96 to joining them as a coach in 2001 – uh, GA at Maryland, Colorado, Idaho. So he has not been in the NFL at all. So, yeah, he'll end up somewhere as an assistant for one year and then probably take over uh, another big program. Robert says, go to hell. Get a job. Go to hell. Get a job. Thank you, Robert. I'll always play Tommy Tuberville when we need to. Chad says, uh, Tina Turner put that stank on it when it comes to... Ooh now another one from uh from robert and i believe another one from tina rolling on the river is that a cover by her oh because uh, the big wheels keep on turning hold on wait one never never mind it's the same damn song i was gonna say i <laughs> <laughs> that's why i was like i thought rolling on the river was proud mary it's the line whole... right after it says proud mary okay sorry i messed up there <laughs> See, Joey, I'm the dumbest person on the show. It doesn't take me long to reclaim the crown, so I'll take it right back. Uh, let's see. Chad says, I swear, all for one. Okay, Chad. Go oh, put, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go John, put on your John Michael Montgomery. and get out of here. That was uh, done by John Michael Montgomery. And I swear. Oh. Hey. I, 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 like, I like their version better. So who's the original? John Michael Montgomery. You know what I thought was really strange in the early '90s, Shirley. Mm. Now I got to think of the songs. Um, it was was it Black Street that had a version? Don't leave me, me girl. girl. Do, 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 do. Please stay, stay with me tonight. At yep. the same song, at the same time that was out, Tupac had. Mm, I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at exact you. Exact same beat. Yes, same Two sample. Two totally different songs. Yep, same sample. And uh, always weirded me out. 
All Although, right. if I had to choose between the two, I'm going with Tupac. Definitely. Because uh, I, I love me some Tupac. Heard you a Muslim now. From the song. Why you look at me after you say <laughs> Whoa, easy. <laughs> you look right at we, me. We, you know we, what? We, we don't need another uh, Twitter war between you two. <laughs> Joey, I got a Bible verse I'd like for you to read. It's about workers and teachers and parents and you know what i'm gonna stop it right there All right, okay. i just want you to take a look at that if you could all right uh all right so mark adams talked about that let's save holton i uh, got a quick chat with holton but i mentioned in the, a former ecu baseball player how about bryant packard is staying in baseball but he's uh, he's taking his talents to the mound. Bryant Packard, there was a report Shirley saw today. I thought it was a troll job. I was I did what I did with Joey earlier. I was like, Shirley, where in the world did you see this? Who in the world is saying this? Uh, but it is a report from a writer that covers the Tigers and covers their, their minor league um, baseball team. Emily Walden is her name with Baseball America, Tigers minor league says per source tigers are converting bryant packard into a pitching role he's expected to debut in a relief role with class a lakeland in the next few weeks uh that was a a shock now i've talked to bryant recently eh, maybe a couple months ago maybe more recent than that he had indicated to me that he was thinking about having to hang it up just because of injuries so i reached out to him today and said I'll, I'll read exactly uh, what I said to him. I said, Pack heading to the mound? What the hell? And he said, yeah, I can't physically hit anymore because of my back. So now he's on the backup plan, plan B. Uh, so he can physically pitch, and he is going to give it a go. So uh, we wish Pack all the best of luck. And who knows, maybe he can uh, – maybe it develops a knuckleball, turns into a Tim Wakefield or something. I don't know. But Did uh, he pitch before he came to East Carolina? Because I don't remember him pitching here. Um, I don't know. I guess I could ask him. I don't remember him being a pitcher. I remember him being a position player. I think that's why it, it came as such a shock to me when I saw it on Twitter because they were showing highlights. Call Mully real uh, quick. Call Mully? Yeah. Okay. 999-0001. See if he'll answer and we'll ask him. Um, but I, I'm glad he's a, he's going to continue his career. He's going to do it as long as he can, and if it works out, uh, fantastic. But uh, Bryant Packard, who was uh, a tremendous tremendous hitter here at East Carolina, now going to the uh, the pitching pitching world. Uh, Tyler says new beer. Joey, you're fired up about that, right? Yep. Is that a pirate pirate brew? Yep, pirate brew. The can looks really nice. It does. By the way, this was a little nugget Midor was dropping yesterday when he said we got a big announcement, something people will be excited about. He was talking about the Pirates Brew, the official craft beer of East Carolina Athletics. Very cool can. Got the old school logo on it. Uh, we got Mully real quick. Mully, we were talking earlier today, um, or I was talking earlier today to Brian Packer. We saw that he was going to make the move to the mound, and uh, he said he just physically with his back couldn't hit anymore. But he's going to try to give this a go. He said he's on his backup plan. And Shirley was wondering, and, and we're all wondering, does he have a pitching background at all uh, coming up playing ball that you remember? Yeah, I mean, Packer's always been a baseball player. And he's pitched. He's played, you know, lots of different spots. And, you know, we've seen this before, um, maybe different circumstances. But, 
I can think just off the top of my head, Tim Wakefield was an outfielder. Uh, gosh, uh, and that's the one that just popped right. Yeah. So it may be that it that could that he he may have. I can promise you this: if they're letting, hmm. you're breaking up on me, mother. The person. Sorry, buddy. Is that any better? All right. I think we got you. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so that tells you a lot about what the organization thinks of him. Yeah. But but it also, he, there's probably kind of like the knuckleball or a splitty, some type of gimmick pitch that he has that somebody has seen him throwing it, you know, just mess around in the outfield, and they go, hey, man, you know, you might want to give that a go. So, you know, it could be a, um, I mean, it, it could be something as simple as that, but from a, from an athletic ability standpoint, I, I think it's all there. The question becomes: If the back is a concern when you're swinging the bat, I don't know how well it's going to hold up with the torque that's created by pitching with high velocity, which there again hmm. lends itself to think maybe there's. And again, I don't know this at all. I'm just right, right, right. Off what you told us, but it leads me to believe that maybe there is some type of plus gimmick pitch that they think he could be successful with. I.e., you know, a change. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, a knuckleball or yeah. you know something out of there. How cool would it be though to have a guy from East Carolina in the big leagues throw a knuckleball? <laughs> hey, I know, and and I'm happy for him. And and I I haven't seen Pack in forever. I've texted with him, and just judging by his text, he sounded uh, when I talked to him uh, months ago kind of bummed out but almost at peace saying he might have to hang it up so i'm kind of, i'm happy for him molly that as he called it today uh via text a backup plan that he's going to try to give it a go so yeah we're definitely rooting for him yeah you know most of the time that backup plan for a baseball player is like selling insurance <laughs> in, uh, in bull durham it's selling lady kenmore's and you know and, and, you know i don't know if you remember that part of the movie but i you know, it is interesting that his backup plan has allowed him to stay in baseball. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell you that's probably a one in, yeah, you know, one in a thousand from the standpoint of staying in baseball. You know, as a player, not transitioning to, you know, to the coaching ranks. So yeah, good for him, and it'll be really interesting to see how all that kind of shakes out. Molly, I appreciate you answering your phone for this impromptu interview, and we will let you go. But Jamie, of course, is going to throw a question at you. He says, can we quickly get Molly's opinion on the player losses this week and if he thinks it'll have a big effect or will it be offset by the new class uh, coming in? So AMAC uh, hits the portal. Molly, Landon Ginn, moving on. Josh Moylan, undrafted, but moving on, along with Gross Broad. Uh, that we've talked about. So how about what has happened here this week and, and your quick thoughts on it? Yeah, you know what? I, I think uh, first and foremost, uh, good for the young men that have had these, you know, these opportunities to continue their career in professional baseball. I think the, uh, you know, the situation as it relates to AMAC is probably fairly unique from the standpoint of, man, he's, you know, he's been here so long and, uh, you know, if he wants to broaden his, his horizons and maybe a chance to finish up, you know, somewhere else. And quite frankly, you know, it's hard as a coach to make a six-year plan for a player. So, I, you know, the, the program has to continue to grow and evolve. And do I think these losses are impactful? I mean, absolutely. Uh, I don't think there's any question about that. Um, I, I still wonder if we're done with them. I think it would be to see uh, another player – possibly maybe two 
uh, that that go the undrafted route. But um, yeah, I, th- I I do think. I mean, it'd be foolish to think losing uh, Josh Moreland and, and losing obviously Groves and maybe the guys that maybe more expected. Yeah, that'll be impactful. But you know, we saw a lot of really quality innings out again. I I, I would have speculated him into the weekend rotation for this upcoming season. Uh, but you know, again, I don't know that to be fact. I think. Uh, quite frankly, if we're being very candid, uh, I think the loss of Brott is not terribly impactful. Uh, I will say that I was very surprised to see him get an opportunity. Uh, good for him. Uh, he does have incredible arm strength, but you know that's kind of it. And I, I don't. I don't think he hit the twenty inning mark. Uh, it, it's still innings, but um, you know I think it's with that with the guys you graduated and. And hopefully everybody else will stay in place. But you know that's the deal with East Carolina, man. And you, every good program in the country is going to lose players, and uh, that's why you've got the, you know the best out there uh, in Jeff Palumbo leading the charge to go to go find you know ways to improve through acquisition of new talent. Well, yeah, good stuff, man. Always good to talk baseball with you. And uh, MLB back tonight, coming off the All-Star break. Well, you uh, enjoy your weekend, man. We'll catch up with you again next week. Talk more about this in length uh, Tuesday on Pirate Radio Live. Okay, buddy. Have a good weekend. You too, man. There is Mike Mullis, impromptu baseball chat with the Mully Man. Uh, who answered the call. We put out the the Mully signal into the skies here in eastern North Carolina, and he responded. Uh, Jerry says, respect to Mully. A lot of respect being shown on the show today. I respect Shirley, I respect Joey, and I respect all of our great sponsors. In fact, Jerry also said, respect to all Pirate Radio sponsors. And we need to hear from some of those right now. As we take a time out, when we return, Brian North will join us on the other side. Still a lot to go on the show. We'll talk some NFL with Tony Dunn, some golf with Mark Greenhelge, a little bit of everything with Morgan Aylers, got a Josh Groves interview, and a quick chat with Holt Naylor. So a busy Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Glad to have you along for the ride. More to go when we return after these words. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncparks.gov. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Uh, I heard Garrett Saylor there coming back into the show and uh, just more evidence that I'm the dumbest person here. Last night, I uh, saw the Braves and White Sox playing a series beginning tonight in Atlanta. And I reached out to a couple of White Sox fans, Patrick Mason and Garrett Short, uh, who I know follow the Sox, like the Sox. And I said, hey, guys, y'all want to uh, get together this Saturday night, watch a little Brave Sox, let me know. We could uh, hit up a spot in town and enjoy some baseball. And about an hour and a half, two hours later, uh, I got received a text from Garrett Saylor, and it said, sorry, Cliff, I'll be out of town this weekend. 
And I was like, well, okay, but what is? why did he send me that? Like, have I scheduled something with Garrett Saylor I was unaware of? Well, I don't even have Garrett Short's number in my phone. I realized that I correspond with him via Twitter DM. So I had sent a group text to Patrick Mason and, and Garrett Saylor rather than Garrett Short. And boy, I was pretty embarrassed by that. I had to tell them, sorry, uh, Garrett, I did not mean to send that to you. But <laughs> if you're ever around on a Saturday and want to watch some baseball, let me know. So there's another PSA for you. Make sure you are texting the correct person. Yeah. Could come back to haunt you. And uh, I'm a moron. But great respect to me and great respect to all of you. This is a respectful show. Todd says, respect to that brave shirt. I don't wear a lot of red. This might be the only red that I own. But I uh, pulled it out today to start the second half of the season. Shirley, as we bring on Brian North, can you hit uh, Coach Schwartz real quick? just Because we respect Brian North as well. Just a ton of respect for Campbell and their program and their coaching staff. ton of respect for Coach Dixon. ton of respect for Coppin State as a program. Great, great respect for the High Point program, Coach Smith. Great respect for Temple, their program, Coach McKee. Great respect for uh, Coach Dawkins. And, and then it goes on. Great respect to Brian North, who joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line. North, how you doing today? I'm doing great. I have great respect for you, Clip, even though you're wearing red, because anytime I used to wear red at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, the Pirate fans would throw stuff at me, so... Yeah, this might have been outlawed by Troy like 15 years ago, but uh, it does say Braves on it. And my red hat says D.H. Conley on it, D.H.C. Uh, but yeah, not a lot of red and uh, and light blue. Uh, welcome here in these parts. But uh, but yeah, wearing the red today. Brian, uh, we bring up Coach Schwartz and his great respect because ECU is in the basketball. Uh, ECU basketball is in the news today. If I told you this time last year, Mark Adams would be an assistant coach at ECU. You just said, what in the world happened to that guy? And uh, we talked about earlier kind of what happened to that guy, but how about your thoughts on uh, on Mark Adams, known as a defensive guru, joining this yeah. basketball staff? Yeah, what are the charges would have been my yeah. question. Yeah. Uh, no, look, it, that's a, a tribute to Coach Schwartz and his uh, connections within the business and how well he's respected that a guy with uh, his resume would come and work for him. So, uh, look – Pirate program on the rise when you see things like that. You always have to look for those little indicators, and that's a big one for, e- for ECU. When, when uh, coaches with good resumes are willing to come uh, to Greenville and, and help out Coach Schwartz, uh, I think that's just one of those little benchmarks that you, that you note along the way that, um, that the program's headed in the right direction. Second uh, news of the week of someone moving to the bench as an assistant coach, Reggie Williams, who was a part of the staff, the basketball staff last year, uh, now moving into an assistant coach role. So you've got a former, you know, big time NCAA Division One head coach and a guy who uh, played in the NBA and then got paid a lot of money to play professional basketball, which uh, that certainly doesn't hurt recruiting and kind of getting your profile out there. And played well. You know, I remember him when he was at VMI. I, it was after I, I had my dealings with VMI doing their coaches show there. But uh, when he goes in and sets the all-time record, and they had some good guys who played there in an up-and-down style, for him to have those all-time scoring records and then have a nice NBA career. And look, again, another nice resume stacker for ECU basketball that gives them some credibility And because and, uh, Reggie's name means something. And, and uh, it looks like he can still play a little bit, you know, and you watch the practice video of him, and, and he's a younger guy who can get after it and kind of still show the Pirate players uh, what it takes to get to that level. And I think that's, that goes away in recruiting now. Every guy thinks he's going to go to the league, 
And so now you've got a guy who's been there who can yeah. talk to them and then can still physically show them. No doubt. Brian North joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live North. Uh, earlier this week, caught up with Josh Groves and uh, had that on YouTube and Facebook. We'll air it on the radio side later on this afternoon. But Josh uh, told me he signed the dotted line, so it is official earlier today. He is a member of the Yankees organization. He was drafted. Tyler Brott drafted to the Cardinals. Josh Moylan both Josh is going to be part of the Yankees organization as he signs a rookie a free agent deal. Landon Ginn also signing a deal of sorts with the Chicago Cubs. So you've got a number of Pirates moving on. I, I kind of figured the Joshes uh, would not be back again uh, and brought a little more surprising than them. I guess the biggest surprise this week would be a, uh, a portal entry rather than a draft pick or a signing with AMAC, Alec Makarevich, uh, entering the transfer portal. So a lot of shakeup with ECU baseball this week. You know, and, and you hit the nail on the head. Uh, Makarevich, well, hey, Makarevich. That one was the one that got me a little bit, and that just tells you where baseball is going. With transfer portal NIL, there's got to be something there that lures a guy away. You just had a couple of players drafted off your team, so it can't be the thought that you can go somewhere else and get better for your draft stock because you're already having the opportunity. So is it either an NIL deal or is it a guaranteed SEC deal? Is it a College World Series deal? So there's something more to that story I'd like to hear. My guess is NIL. All these times we have these kind of head-scratcher guys entering the portal. Um, you could look at the two Havelock offensive linemen. We're gone. It's definitely an NIL deal, and somebody's throwing money at them usually. Um, I'd have to hear it from uh, Makarevich himself, but this is what it feels like to me. Yeah. And I think with the draft being limited and minor league baseball being limited, you're going to see more of this uh, going on in, in college baseball. Yeah, I mean, from what I gather, the, uh, the folks over there were pretty surprised to – here, uh, that announcement come from AMAC, so uh, that will be an opening, As uh, and as Joey astutely pointed out, uh, the corner infielder is going to look different next year. No Josh Moylan, no AMAC, and uh, you'll have to find some pop to put there. The good news is Cliff Godwin bringing in a ton of talent, as always, and I know, again, I don't follow recruiting in any sport that closely or get excited about it just because... I'd rather know their names when they get here uh, and are official. But I know Bristol Carter was a guy they were thinking maybe uh, taken in the draft. I guess he it was one of those cases, Brian, where he kind of set his number at a spot. And if he didn't get that number, he was going to go play college baseball. And uh, he'll be playing here at ECU. I know they're excited about him and, and some other guys they're bringing in. Right. And so I'm curious as what's going to happen with Cliff with transfer portal stuff. He's been a guy who – it's been big on the recruiting trail, right? Get them, develop them, and uh, and then work them through the system. And I know he's kind of wanted to resist doing the transfer portal a little bit, but you're seeing other programs. LSU had such success doing it, and I think people are looking for the microwave edition of getting good quick, and so we're going to see a lot more of that. So I just wonder, you know, he, what, they picked up a guy from George Washington. They did get some pitching help through the portal. I'm just wondering, you know, what what Cliff philosophy is going to be doing as it goes forward because things always change and if the portal becomes easier we've seen Mike Houston have good success in the portal I'm just wondering where Cliff goes with this or if he's going to stay uh, tried and true with his uh, recruiting methods and developing guys within Greenville especially college baseball you know when they do leave after three years with the draft even though that's more limited 
it's still something very interesting uh, to keep an eye on with Chris' philosophy going forward. Brian North joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. North, one of the things going on in the sports world right now that admittedly I'm not following that closely other than keeping up with how much the Hornets lose is the Summer League. Uh, I am keeping up with Terquavion Smith and 20 points yesterday. Looks the part. I asked Chandler a question yesterday and immediately knew the answer right after I asked it. Why didn't the Hornets, with all their draft picks they had this year, late first round, uh, a couple second rounders, take Terquavion Smith? And and why did nobody take him? Uh, The the answer to the first question was because they're the Hornets and they don't do anything right. But who knows? He could end up a EuroLeague MVP or something like that. But to me, it just feels like a guy that's going to stay around the NBA that teams are going to really like. And when he is kind of the man, like he was at State and like he's able to be in these summer league games, he just shows his talent. And uh, I'm I'm still kind of shocked he was not selected in the draft. Uh, I'm sure it had something to do with some of the measurables, whether it's weight, size, strength. I think sometimes teams get caught up in that. When you watch and get to know Terquavion Smith, he lives basketball, loves basketball, knows basketball, is a competitor, loves the challenge. He's just, you know, the old school gamer, right? He's a guy who just keeps doing things that turn your head. Maybe you, you look at him and you say, okay, he's not LeBron with the body. But he has got a game that always seems to play well. He, he understands the game so well, and I just can never understand how teams or scouts can't figure that out, but maybe they think they can find those guys without having to invest draft-wise. Yeah. Um, everybody knew he was going to get signed. And it's not like he was going to go and no one is going to take him. He's just a guy who's been a winner his whole life at basketball. He doesn't do anything else, right? He's not into going out. He's not into the partying. He's not into anything else except playing basketball all the time. I heard him say during an interview uh, yesterday in the summer league, the only thing he likes to do outside of uh, play basketball is play Call of Duty. And so he'll just sit there playing video games, which is resting his body, I guess. So um, I think he makes the 76ers roster. I'd probably be a two-way player to start so they can get him some G League time. But I think he's a guy that's certainly going to carve himself out a spot in the NBA. And as long as he figures out the nutrition, figures out the, the mental side of the game, the rest, I, I think he's got a chance to have a nice long double-digit year career. Brian North joining us on the Pirate Radio Live on WCTI 12. Brian North, very interesting guy. Quirky, uh, I don't mean that as an insult, Brian, but okay. when I see things like you knocking on a little door on a tree on Facebook <laughs> last week while I was off, and I don't know. Can you explain that story for folks that aren't familiar or even those that, that did see it? Do we have a conclusion to that story? You're you're in front of some tree. Is it around a cemetery or something, Brian? But there, there's like a door built into the tree. What, what's going on there? The older I get, the more I'm just into these mysteries of life, right? Like I'm determined to, to, to prove that D.B. Cooper, uh, the guy who stole a bunch of money and jumped out of a plane in 1972, was from Craven County. I am determined to find out how a Statue of Liberty replica that was once in front of the Raleigh Courthouse is now in front of a front yard in Moorhead City. So now one of my other ones, somebody somebody uh, messaged me and said, there's this mysterious portal door now in front of Cedar Grove Cemetery in New Bern. Please investigate, find out what it is. So I went right to the source, knocked on the door. Uh, the little elves did not answer. The door, by the way, is what? Two to four inches or whatever? Like it's yeah, a, yeah. About, yeah, about, yeah, about three, four inches tall. Fits right in the nook of the tree. There's a little, you open the door, which I was brave enough to do. 
uh, opened it up, and, and it's this little room in there for some sort of elf or gnome or something. And so uh, the big mystery is where did it come from? And so my investigative skills have pointed me to a place called the shop class, which is this little brick building less than a quarter mile away from there where there's a bunch of dudes with different backgrounds with nothing else to do with their free time but come up with creative ideas, stained glass windows, and big statues, and one guy makes bass guitars. They're guys from all over the world, different backgrounds. One guy's a former CIA guy. Uh, one guy's a former music teacher. Uh, just a real eclectic ages and all this. But someone within that group, and I have yet to get them identified, but someone within that group, made this fairy door portal, which apparently if you do the research on, online, you'll see that's kind of a thing. If you find a tree that's got a rotten out area, you, you build the door and put it in and hmm. wait for the gnomes and elves to show up. So that's what I've got so far. So they'll have the identity of the door maker, but we have an answer of where it came from. Glad we still have newsmen like you in the business, Brian, <laughs> getting those stories and, and asking the questions and trying to figure out everything about life and uh and 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 the oddball stuff as well that's good stuff brian uh what you got on tap for the weekend here well i just uh speaking of quirky stuff i was just stopped by mills metal recycling to drop off a load of steel and tin cans uh to supplement my income since i don't break make brian bailey money and uh uh continuing to do some cleanup around the homesteads this weekend then i gotta make a quick trip to the farm this week before football starts so uh go up and see moms up in new york and then uh then we get back and we get into football. Yeah. Heck, uh, we are approaching uh, blitz time with uh, high school football right around the corner. So, yeah, it'll be here uh, very, very soon. Enjoy the rest of your summer, Brian, and the trip uh, up north. And we'll catch up with you again soon, man. All right. Sounds good, Clipper. Always enjoy it. Brian North joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Great respect to Brian North and all the gnomes and elves out there that may be tuned in to Pirate Radio Live. Just a ton of respect. A ton, I mean, a ton, a metric ton of respect to uh, to you and yours. Let's take a break. We'll come back, wrap up hour number one, hour two. We'll talk some NFL with Tony Dunn, some golf with Mark Greenheld. You got Morgan Aylers. Got a quick chat with Holt Aylers that we recorded yesterday. Uh, Josh Groves as well. And more of your questions, comments, concerns. We'll be back with you on Pi Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. For the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 65,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's the All right. We are still in a bit of a uh, dead time when it comes to the NFL. But very soon, next week, the following week, uh, training camps will get underway. Let's see if I can get uh, NFL training camp dates pulled up. To see when the first, because the Jets and Browns will uh, report earlier than everyone else because they will be playing in the Hall of Fame game. That's when it usually goes. So 
Cleveland is July 19th. So, yeah, that'll be next week. Looks like every other team uh, will be the kind of following week after that, including the Carolina Panthers, who will begin training camp. Rookies will report on the 22nd, which would be next Saturday, and then the veterans report uh, on the 25th a few days later. So getting into that training camp portion, and we're going to be following that closely this year with all the Pirates spread out on NFL teams trying to make a roster, and it's going to make preseason football very interesting as well. And uh, we had a chance to talk to Holt Naylor's yesterday, who said uh, he's he's ready for some NFL preseason, and I'm ready to watch him and Isaiah Winstead and Keaton Mitchell and Ryan Jones and all the guys. Uh, but we had a chance to just catch up with Holden, see how it's been so far with his time in Seattle. And, Charlie, let's hit that right now. Hey, folks, Clip Rock here with Holden Aylers announcing he's coming back for one more year <laughs> at ECU. No, unfortunately, Holden uh, is off to the NFL with the Seattle Seahawks back in Greenville. Holden, it's good to see you, man. Everything going good in your life? Yes, been going good. I'm um, super busy. You know, we got well, about a week and a half till we report for camp. And, uh, you know, the time I was up there, about a month and a half, it's been great. So I've, I've really enjoyed um, the NFL life. It's a different lifestyle, um, different, you know, type of work. It, it really is a job now. But, you know, I love football and going to play as long as I can. So, yeah, I've enjoyed it. What was your first taste of the NFL like when you were out there last month? Um, honestly, just the job aspect of it, um, just learning the playbook and, you know, going from, you know, six word plays in college, which is pretty much every college in America to, you know, 20, 25 word plays and, and having to step into a huddle because we were in no huddle here. Um, so just little things like that, you know, getting used to it. But um, it's definitely a job, but I, I mean, I've loved it so far and excited to, to get some reps in preseason. And what's it going to be like? When are you uh, heading back to Seattle for training camp? It's coming up, right? Yeah, um, heading back July 23rd, um, getting there. And then we practice July 26th. Our first game's August 10th, so mm-hmm. it's, it's coming quick. And uh, you know, I'm going to be getting reps in preseason. So Pirate fans, watch, and uh, you know, hopefully we can make some plays. A reason to watch preseason football. <laughs> there Holden, we go. Uh, Keaton and yeah, Ryan Jones saying. and all those yeah. guys, right? Yeah. I say it to them. And holding I ask all the guys, uh, have you had a starstruck moment yet? Do you see anybody, NFL, coaches, whatever, that you were like, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm here? Yeah, I mean, we got a lot of guys on our team that are like that, but honestly, it's so fast-paced and, you know, learning the playbook so much that you don't have time to really think about it. Um, but, I mean, yeah, seeing DK Metcalf in the locker room, Bobby Wagner, Geno Smith, uh, I mean, Pete Carroll's our head coach. So, um, all those guys, I mean, they've been great to me so far and um, just kind of learning behind them. But, yes, it's so fast-paced, you can't think of it like that. You, know, you just got to go and uh, be yourself and, and try to make the team. Keep up the good work. Great to catch up with you, man. And we'll be rooting you on all the way over here on the, the yeah, East Coast. For sure. Thank you. I appreciate it. There is former ECU quarterback Holton Aylers looking forward to training camp and then preseason football, which, uh, again, not something – I get excited about it because it's football on TV – and it's it's nice to know that the real games are near uh but this year we'll be actually watching those games and uh certainly keeping up with you uh and letting you know what's going on on our social media accounts hopefully a lot of highlights from keaton maybe a few catches from ryan jones isaiah winstead uh as well as holton naylor's making some plays um noah henderson joey weren't we talking about him off there is noah what is he uh injured currently or do you know Oh, no, no, no. 
Uh, I thought he was with the Bills. Like okay, her. so yeah. still okay. I'll 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 check in with Noah and yeah, you might want to check in because I've been trying to find him and he's not appearing on a roster. Right. So, so that's uh, a little bit concerning for me. I don't know if he's injured and that's why it's not popping up. But well, uh, everybody else is is showing up on a roster. So I've got to. I'm trying to figure out what what the issue is there. I'll go straight to the uh, the horse's mouth and see if I can find some information on uh, Big Noah with the bills mafia uh speaking of the nfl we'll talk about that coming up in our next segment with tony dunn c3 podcast carolina cat chronicles.com we'll see if there's any news and notes going on in panther land kind of the quiet before the storm when training camps open up uh but we'll talk about that and look at some nfl news and notes maybe talk a little fantasy all on the way on pirate radio live here hour number two back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Christie's Europub is the perfect place to relax, grab a bite, and enjoy a drink. Located in the heart of Greenville and just a few blocks from ECU's campus, Christie's offers lunch, dinner, and late night with live music every Sunday. Come and have lunch Monday through Friday from 11 to 3 or Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 4. For the latest information, check Christie's out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram or Christie'sEuropub.com. Scratch cooking takes time, so relax and enjoy a pint today at Christie's Europub. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Tony Dunn uh, running a few minutes behind. Will join us here in the Pirate Radio Studios. Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show. Less than a week away from the start of the Open Championship. We'll talk about that with Greeny. Morgan Aylers will be the second Aylers to appear on our show today. Uh, as we uh, just played our Holton Aylers interview a moment ago. Will join us and also will run our interview with Josh Groves, who has signed the dotted line and is a member of the New York Yankees organization. Ruth, Gehrig, DiMaggio, Costanza, Moylan, and Groves now uh, with those New York Yankees. All right. um, Jamie said something that it's not the uh, first time I've heard this since yesterday. He says, Holden looks like he's lost quite a bit of weight, trimmed up. Chandler and somebody else was uh, saying that yesterday. Now, it could have been because he was sitting beside a fat guy like me. And, you know, the camera adds 10 pounds to me, and I take 10 pounds away from the person beside me. But uh, a lot of folks saying Holton looks good. So, uh, hey, look good, feel good, play good, all that. Atticus on the basketball note says, this new assistant coach for hoops is the exact type of maniac we need to take this program to the next level. Great hire. So he's fired up for uh, for Mark Adams. Um, as I'm looking at NFL news, quote unquote, on ESPN, it says Chiefs Mahomes uh, take top honors at 2023 ESPYs. And I was thinking to myself, why do we still have the ESPYs? Maybe this is an old man take. It's something I watched in the 90s and remember the, uh, 
you know, Jim Valvano speech and later the Stuart Scott speech. And the ESPYs kind of famous for that. Honestly, my favorite thing ever from the ESPYs was when Norm Macdonald hosted and did his uh, his monologue and his OJ jokes and uh, was never invited back, by the way. Uh, but if you would like to see something funny, you can YouTube Norm Macdonald ESPYs from back in the day. But this is this could be a generational thing. Joey is a younger man. Do you care about the ESPYs, and do you watch the ESPYs? Uh, do I care? No. Do I watch? No. Okay. Uh, uh, no one to know. Have ESPYs you ever is, watched it? Yeah, I've watched it before. Uh, I think I watched the year that John Cena was the host. Okay. And he had some pretty good one-liners. Uh, I like the the clips that come from him, but like, I don't ever sit there and watch it. Yeah. And there is a place, I think, for awards. I just don't don't know about award shows. Like, do people watch the movie award shows or the Grammys or the ESPYs anymore? I don't know. It's finally just come out with a list. Here's here's why. Well, one reason is pointless. Um, so best. Let's see. Pat Mahomes was awarded with best uh, quarterback. So they gave an award for the best team in the NFL. And guess who won that award? The team that won the Super Bowl. We've already decided that. Yeah. We decided that six months ago. Uh, best team, Kansas City Chiefs. Guess who? Uh, guess who won like the the NBA's best player? Jokic. Yeah, I mean, you're you're giving these awards out like the NBA does their own awards. Why does the ESPYs need to also give out awards? It just seems very pointless and meaningless. I like the idea of like Uber athletes being all together in the same room, but some of this stuff is uh, what, what's the I think point? It's just the reason to get a bunch of athletes to dress nice and take pictures. Yeah, get on the red carpet or whatever. Yeah. I guess. But I, I think this is uh, a getting older thing. I don't know. Like the slam dunk contest, like the home run derby, things I was really into at one point in time. And and maybe, too, the ESPYs in the 90s, uh, pre-internet. you know, The internet was around, but we couldn't really do much up there. And now everybody's got so many other things available to them that you don't sit and watch a show while it's running live anymore. Do you have any shows, Joey? First of all, what's your uh, your TV situation at your homestead? Are you streaming? Are you cable? What are you? Uh, streaming. Yeah, so you're streaming. Yeah, no cable in the crib. So <laughs> other than live sporting events and games, are there, is there a program that you watch live that you have to watch as it airs? But, I mean, you're, you're streaming everything anyway. So you know what I'm saying? Like, So I'll, be, I'll come out and be honest with you. I, I got appreciate a, your honesty. I got a, a little app on my smart tv that gives me access to about a little bit of everything mm-hmm. and so i guess genuinely i mean whenever i want to watch something or something that's coming out pretty soon like for for example a movie what's a new movie that just came out <laughs> you're asking the wrong guy yeah, well a uh, movie that's in theater that just came out now i could go watch right oppenheimer now is that out i've seen a lot about that i don't okay, know then i could probably go watch that in my tv right now All right, i don't know if you should be talking about this on the air it's completely legal my question was though like like say uh law and order used to or I, I, my examples would be an hbo show with game of thrones or something that would come out on a sunday but even like a law and order thursday night at, t- at nine o'clock like you 
you know nothing bat- live but i know like okay so uh i got hulu that they release episodes as like they the following aired. day or, the or following day, yeah. yeah uh so i'm watching one or two shows one of them is called the class of 09 it's about an yeah, FBI. I've heard about that. yeah it's like an fbi type of thing and it's it time travels between past current and future tense is it good yeah it's pretty decent it's it's kind of weird you know with the world evolving to ai and stuff okay it kind of has a little ai twist and see what it would be if the police were ran by ai so it's it's a different spin on things steve dropping sportsurge.net free legal sports streaming steve don't drop that i don't know that sounds fishy <laughs> nobody click on that <laughs> just because i don't want to get blamed for it this is at the pirate radio uh chat feed or whatever quarterback uh, is good too that I, I told you i was gonna watch on netflix well uh i'm seeing awesome reviews for that and i'm kind of excited because i got something to watch this weekend i'm gonna watch quarterback on netflix i've seen only good things about it yeah and when you do i care about patrick mahomes kirk cousins like the most normal boring guy ever marcus mariota got benched like am i interested in this like on the surface no but that's where i'm at right now in the point of the season Mariota just getting benched so i but I, all i've heard is good things so i'll be uh checking that out this weekend tony dunn c3 podcast joining us uh inside the pie radio studios hello tony what's up my man you watch quarterback I yet like i should scoot in why oh joey <laughs> no yeah so. he's got it um have I watched the quarterback yet? Have you watched it? No, I have not. You heard about it? I have. I did hear, uh, I read, where I started to read a synopsis of it, like I was lo- looking at The Athletic, and then I was like, man, why is this guy really going to write a episode-by-episode episode synopsis of this? That's how slow the news cycle oh, right. is. Yeah. But uh, I did hear Kirk Cousins started with a Margaret Thatcher quote in the in the show which i thought was cool and, and that is if up. he if he walked if he could walk on water he would be criticized for not being able to be able to not be able to swim oh yeah he did say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh kirk uh jamie says breaking bad was maybe the last show i can think of people had to watch live and uh he says the sopranos as well i'd put game of thrones up there that was definitely a a watch live thing yeah the I, I know a lot of people were going wild about the last of us was yeah, one. yeah. and I, I watched that and the other one was the game of thrones prequel. oh yeah the dragon deal yeah. which i thought was really good i enjoyed that um and that might be why lost was my all-time favorite tv show because they end every episode on a cliffhanger there was an online community that you talked about during talked with during the episode after the episode leading up to the next one and it was an experience and and now where you can binge you can watch an entire series in one night if you want to tony which by the way i did watch uh one episode of that comedy yeah. you suggested to me it's pretty it was, yeah, a, it was pretty funny um sprung but everything's uh everything's different now yeah i think but uh the streaming the networks or the streaming services have also figured that out too that that is problematic for them so that's why they do the three episode drop now yeah. and then a episode a episode a episode oh man i got screwed with that recently i watched uh hijack um, yes <laughs> yes i was like i, I like uh, idris elba yeah. is that his yeah. name 
and I've seen good reviews. I'm going to check this out. Went to watch it. Got three in. I got two in. Oh. And it didn't give me the option for three, and I was like, son of a gun. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was going to see this happened whole thing. To, happened to me, but it was on three. Uh, so now I think I have three and four to watch whenever I'm ready, but that's uh, that's pretty good. That Elba dude. Yeah, he's good. He's, he's been in some the good wire. Clip, I got this uh, topic. I don't know if you're familiar with it uh, for sports. And uh, the I've heard of sports. No, nah, I'm kidding. So you know the sleeper app, of course, great app. <laughs> Notification: Commanders Antonio Gibson wants to line up more at wide receiver. In oh, here we go again. Every year, he says he's. I haven't shown my position. Okay, great. Is was this, it uh, two years ago? Ron Rivera said he was Christian McCaffrey. Yes. Antonio Gibson. A lot of them. table banging here when you talk about the Commanders. <laughs> a lot of pins <laughs> uh, to bang him. Um, so. Antonio Gibson was a receiver. Washington's like, hey, let's draft a receiver and turn him into a running back. Okay, whatever. Had a, what, a touch of the fumbleitis maybe, and we got Brian Robinson back there, and maybe another. Let me look at it. Man, you get, in Cam, uh, you get in Ron Rivera's doghouse when it comes to that, the Cameron Artist Payne show. Cap. I love the idea of finding ways to get him the football. So, Brian Robinson, Antonio uh, Gibson, I'll tell you what we need to do is uh, just hey, give them the ball. We could sign Dalvin Cook, or I think uh, I saw Kareem Hunt as a name. I would not be upset with that. But um, but right now, we got a problem. Like We actually have good receivers. Uh, Curtis Samuel awoke from his slumber and was good last year. Jahan Dotson looks like he's going to be good, and I love Terry McLaurin with all my heart. So... I don't know. Maybe we slot them, but we got to find a way well, to get them Well, or just catch out the backfield. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, in a more of a Christian McCaffrey type role. That's what he wants to be. And that's, you know, that's how you're going to get paid as a running back today is by actually getting the ball as a receiver sometimes and being able to might get a little bit more there. I actually got both of those guys. You named two of them on my dynasty team, Antonio Gibson and Curtis Samuel. Uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, they're not slated to be starters right now. The question is, though, somebody offered me a third-round pick next year for Brandon Co- Well, I get next year. I have to give Brandon Cooks now. And I was wondering. I was like, man, should I do this? Cowboys? Because, yeah. And then, because I have Curtis Samuel, and I feel like they could be in similar roles. Well, But I feel, man, is Brandon Cooks just – he might be a starter this year with Dallas. One – Like for, my, uh, for fantasy. Yeah. You got to look, too, at the overall offense, Tony. Uh, having two commanders is not uh, suggested. Yeah. yeah. And the Cowboys offense is – looks like it should be one of the best. So, Yeah, and Cooks is one of those guys that's like a solid fantasy player every year. I mean, he's just like – Six catches, 80 yards every game. Trivia question. Who is who I thought was the only receiver to have 1,000-yard seasons for four different teams? Well, I mean, it's obviously Brandon Cooks. He has done it, and I did not know he had done it. So, Who did you think the other one well, was? Well, the answer was Brandon Marshall. Oh, okay. Who did it. And um, our trivia expert, Jake, was not at trivia that night, and I sent him that question. And he said, Brandon Cooks. And I was like, no. And then I looked it up, and sure enough, he did. For whatever reason, he just can't stick with the team. He's been I don't very productive. Yeah. I, don't, I don't understand that. But I think, well, I mean, he did get a big payday at one point. So I know some of it was. Who was that with? I, Saints? 
He's been with the Texans. He's been with I the feel Patriots. Like the Rams gave him money. money, right? Huh? Was it the Rams? I thought I was Maybe. assuming the Texans because he's been with the Texans for a little minute. It was because he started with the Saints. May uh, I don't think the Saints paid him big. Then he went to New England. Right, and then New England mm-hmm. traded him to the Rams. I think it was with the Rams somewhere in that new. But we'll have to go. I'll look up his contract while we're. You guys got talking. to witness their primes earlier, just going pedaling back to Brandon Marshall. Start bench cut, Brandon Marshall, Terrell Owens, Chad Ochocinco. Um, you, as much as I, I hate think, to say it, you start To. Yeah, and you probably cut Brandon Marshall. I might cut. That other one's tough. Ocho was Ocho. really good for a, for a good. I know he was great. Um, I would probably cut Ocho though. I saw one Brandon that was Marshall. like that. It was Terrell Ter- Owens, Steve Smith, and Ocho Cinco. Yeah, and I, I loved it because the yeah. comments everybody was saying to start Steve Smith, and it was like, thank you, I need that respect. Yeah. I don't like To. Uh, part of it is I don't dislike him. Well, he, when he was a cowboy, I couldn't root for him. He's kind of got the Deion Sanders problem for me because looking back, I love watching old Deion highlights and the flair and the high stepping and the the hand behind the helmet and the the dance. But he always played for teams that I hated, so I hated him and. T.O. played for the Eagles, the Cowboys. Didn't want to root for the Niners. but uh, So I'd never liked him, but you cannot deny the numbers that he put up, which is why if you give me T.O. or Smitty, I personally like Smitty more, but I would start T.O. T.O. was really good. He was. He yeah. was amazing. Is Ocho a Hall of Famer? I don't think so, Jamie's asking. But, but he's got amazing numbers. Let's look up. Uh, Is that Brandon Marshall's twelve thousand yard receiver? Like uh, I would say that uh, Steve Smith has a better argument than uh, Brandon Marshall. So Brandon Marshall at twelve. Yeah. Uh, Ocho is eleven. Oh, okay. Short career though, ten years. Wait, you said Steve Smith has a better chance than Brandon Marshall uh, of going into of just making the hall. Oh, absolutely. Because he's got fourteen hundred yards. How many uh, touchdowns does Brandon Marshall have? That's the. Um, I think Steve Smith has like 82 touchdowns. Steve Smith is a triple crown winner. I know, I know. Um, but no, never gets last, a lot of respect. No, yeah, see the last triple crown winner, the Panther. No, uh, Cooper Cup. Ah, uh, all right. B. Marshall, 83 touchdowns. Yeah, see, is Steve Smith's got him in yardage and touchdowns. who votes on the Hall of Fame? Is it right? I feel like Tony. Don't Probably you, CW. If you played for a, uh, it was the Rams, by the way, that gave Brandon Marshall eighty-one million. Wow. He only got thirty-eight of it, though. Let's say you're you're just trying to break a tie or whatever. Maybe this is just me, but like playing your career mostly for one team gives me a you get an edge over a guy that was a bit of a journeyman like Brandon Marshall. Well, in, in the Steve Smith, Brandon Marshall, does that matter to you at all? Yeah, I mean, Michael Jordan's better than LeBron James, duh. <laughs> you just solved it right there. I think Steve Smith gets slipped on a lot, too, for the fact of quarterback play. Like, he was be, he was able to be that good. Okay, so well, I many mean, do you guys, want to look at Brandon Marshall's quarterback? I know. <laughs> no, uh, I, yeah. I would like to say that the quarterbacks Brandon Marshall played with are a bit better than the ones that Steve So, yeah, had Jay Cutler. Yeah. Who did twice, he, he had. Did he have Jay Cutler twice? Denver and Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe so. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I don't know who was the quarterback in Miami in 2010. Tannehill, maybe. 
and then he was on the Jets. Uh, that was Fitzpatrick. The best question for uh, the best trivia question is who? What were the final two teams Brandon Marshall played on in seventeen and eighteen? Because I don't remember him being a Giant uh, or a Seahawk. Oh, so yeah. he played for a bunch of teams. Um, so what are you disrespecting Jake Delhomme? Wow, I love Jake Delhomme. He's just ah. ah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I think oh, and he also played with the guy you want in the Hall of Fame, Cam Newton, and you're complaining about his quarterbacks. Uh, Get out of here, and Joe Flacco. Get out of here, Cam Newton and Steve Smith era did not last Joe, long whatsoever. Joe Flacco, the elite Joe Flacco. This guy played with the elite quarterbacks his entire uh, career. Let's Joe. not go elite here. Let's be careful on that one. But <laughs> no, there is is. You know, and what you're kind of talking about too is is like how I mean, a, such a team sport is, you know, as a player, so dependent on uh, a, a number of factors. And really, what some of these the problems for some of these guys, like a Steve Smith, is is no ring. Yeah. You know, and that is if the the Panthers win uh, the Super Bowl in '03, and he has that that playoff run, and then you remember him as that and the Triple Crown winner. And goes on to put on his numbers. He's a first ballot. Well, you know a yeah, guy yeah, that could first make... ballot and probably one of the best seasons for a wide receiver. Yeah, you know Steve Smith's numbers. Look at do the comparison between Steve Smith and Andre Johnson. Okay, I was about to bring him up because I think if you could do the quarterback complaint for anybody, you could do Andre Johnson. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I Andre Matt Johnson Shaw, was, pretty was pretty awesome. Good. Yeah, um, yeah but he was. But the but there is one other thing too. When you have a ter- when you play on a terrible team. You do, and your, your stats get inflated. Yeah, because it's like the Blake Bortles effect. That's uh, the fantasy football effect. Yeah. You're like, yeah, like why would you have this guy on your team? Yeah, it's like I stink. take it first round Blake Bortles because and he, he's going to throw three touchdowns in the last four yeah, minutes. The entire second half, they're throwing the ball, <laughs> and you're getting points. Um, I, yeah, I mean Andre Johnson. Same look, same stats, dude. I'll just say, looking through this, and he had fourteen thousand, but well, he had some monster years fifteen seventy five, fifteen sixty nine. Uh, but it looks like Ocho might have had a more consistent career than than Andre Johnson. How? Uh, because Ocho, I'm going to say, had just more one thousand yard season, five years shorter. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's take a break. We'll come back more with Tony Dunn. We'll see what's going on in Pantherland when we return. Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday, a free beer Friday. And I'll go, uh, I'll break that beer out when we return and uh, throw it up on the desk here. More to go, PRL. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC. The official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Free Beer Friday. Today we are giving a case away. And it's a case of Bush Light Peach. 
and i saw peach. i saw chandler come in with uh some bush light peach and <laughs> he brought it in on a friday because he didn't want it to sit in his car during the show so he like brought it inside and then took it home and whatever and i was like bush light peach he was like man this is good i'm telling you this is good joey also a bush light peach fan real good stuff yeah i mean if you need a beer drinking the sun yeah enjoy the summer good summer beer life's a peach peach on the beach there you go bush so bush light peach on the line today we will be giving away a case in hour number three uh real quick and before we move away from the receiver chat i was thinking about this during the break because earlier this week uh it was announced that julius peppers and musin muhammad would be in the panthers hall of honor yeah whatever um the panthers and that that super bowl it was a loss so you don't like looking back at it tony but just the bombs all over the field to moose to smitty um the panthers have not come close to a receiving duo to smitty and moose right oh no no in fact uh i read a story about this for the website recently and that is 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 ted Ginn, well the title of the story was the sad story of ted ginn jr in carolina and the basic question starting point is is ted ginn jr the fourth best receiver in panther history now, a lot of people are going to say no, 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 no. But it goes Steve Smith, Masim Muhammad, and then yeah. we're at DJ Moore. Yeah, We're at DJ Moore when it just comes to productivity. You could say a couple of names like um, Ricky Prohl. All of his work was done with Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona to St. Louis. You could talk about, who was it? Mark? Not Carrier. <laughs> Carrier, thank you. Mark Carrier. Also work done before he got to Carolina. Um, I mean, you could go, I guess you could say Keyshawn, who played like five minutes in Carolina. But you (laughs) see, all of this, when it it comes to actual productivity, we're talking names like, uh, you're getting names like this, Kelvin Benjamin, Devin Funches. I'm looking at the uh, all-time list. It is not pretty. No, it falls off a cliff after. and, And the fact that DJ Moore is on the list is is kind of wild in some ways so out of the panthers top six receivers all time only three of them are wide receivers I right knew he was gonna say that. <laughs> i'm looking at the same and thing. so when i looked at it too i tried to eliminate all of those too and i think yeah. there's, there's only like one other team in nfl history that has like a worse receiving history than ours i mean maybe the commanders could be in there i mean but well, you have two from the 80s but with it? art monk and yeah. gary clark and even before that i think charlie taylor like after three you yeah. know what i'm saying how many have more than three in there uh, i didn't recognize any of those names. they're all well, 80s yes, and you are yeah you don't do your research you don't respect <laughs> the his no respect no to you respect for the, your history well i mean that shows you how much of a oh you don't know any names how about donald hayes chosen anderson who That's the Robbie. hell is Chosen Anderson? That's Robbie, Robbie Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> He's on the now. Brandon LaFell. He has, oh, he has fail. I have, his, I have his signature and LSU uh, card. He has fail in his name. Kerry Colbert. Patrick Jeffers. I remember him. You got a fullback up here. This is how crappy the pa- top 25 receiver all Look time. Look up the Bears. You got a fullback. Look up the Bears. Theirs oh, is man. pretty horrendous, yeah. man. 
Well, that's because you want to go back to quarterback play. Uh, the yeah, Bears never had a receiver throw over four thousand. Uh, I mean, a quarterback yeah. throw over four thousand yards. But going back to your point too about the Steve Smith Masin Muhammad duo, not only was it the best, it's always been something that the Panthers have been trying to replicate for so long. And when Moose went to Chicago interesting both uh players had uh peppers and moose did stints in chicago then came back home finished their careers in carolina uh we tried to go dwayne jarrett right you know so some guy like you're trying brandon lafell brandon lafell actually turned out to be one of the better receivers i really think the argument for the next on the list number four i think you can make plausible arguments for kelvin benjamin yuck uh, Devin Funches, yuck. That, I know. <laughs> uh, who was that? Oh, Brandon LaFell. I think there's all plausible arguments. So you're not arguing again at all? Is that the point? Well, or again. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like the, but like who could really, and I mean, honestly, if you looked at what Ginn did in the short amount of time he was here, Devin Funches actually was on pace until he just forgot how to catch him when he went home. In one game, it was awesome one hands. game in Detroit. He went home to his home field or whatever, and they made a big deal about it. Him going back home story. And he dropped five passes in a row or something like this. It was just like the most horrific game anyone could have. And then he just stunk from then on. So what is the best duo you've had on the field since Moose and Smitty? Is it Smitty and somebody else? Is it DJ and Samuel? It was probably... Uh, like who were Smitty's number two? It's all those guys. Who we just would mentioned. have been? Maybe it would have been Smitty and LaFell in 2013. Um, DJ and C- Curtis Samuel, no. but I don't feel like they were on the. Well, Kurt, yeah, maybe that. Yeah, they, they had one good year together, and I thought like, oh, it'd be nice to see them run it again the next year. And then that following year is when Curtis. Maybe it was 2015. Maybe it was Ted Yen Jr. Devin Funches. We could go Philly Brown. <laughs> no, so it's a sad story. That's why this. The, the, right. I thought, you I thought you it mentioned was a, your guy, your bird watching. Yeah, Demir, Demir bird, bird, who's back oh, on the yeah, team Demir right bird. here. Is he really? Yeah. You can yeah. get him back on the podcast. <laughs> he won't message me anymore. He's too cool now. <laughs> he made it too big. I mean, man, I'm like your only fan. I know, dude. dude. I'm like your only fan. I even got a call sign chirp chirp. <laughs> Birdman, yeah. So, no, um, we're we're working on some things right now. We got. Uh, I'm trying to get Brian Burns' his brother, um, Loki. Oh, he's <laughs> super active. On yeah, Twitter. yeah. Also, what his name is Mc, uh, Sam McClover. Oh, he used sure. to play for the Panthers, actually. Um, he's going to come on our live broadcast when we're going to be in Spartanburg. If he's there the same day, when so. you're going to be in Spartanburg, yeah. When yeah. Are you going? I am going to be, actually, in fact, I'm going to have to be on the phone for not next Friday. Be Friday? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So So y'all are setting up somewhere? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday will be down there. Yeah. And on Thursday, the 27th, we'll be at Monster Subs. And we're doing this, um, not as as one of our listeners and supporters of the show owns Monster Subs. So we said, man, let's just give you back something since you've been supporting the podcast so long. So we're going to go to um, a live podcast or live show right after practice on Thursday, the 27th. That's awesome. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, Good stuff, Tony. All right. uh, And we are about out of time. So um, we got your promo in. Anything, uh, any Panthers... Ooh, Panthers. Yeah, well, let's talk about this. Is uh, We got some new gear out 
uh, on C- uh, CarolinaCatChronicles.com. You can get a C3 Panthers podcast mug, coffee mug now. No, you can fear. get uh, podcast t-shirts. And we also have one. We have, we're starting a new line of clothing called the G-Baby line, which is one of our callers. And he's like a very, um, very bombastic personality. So we have the You Make Me Effing Sick uh so that's like a reference that oh yeah that's how he starts a lot of his calls all right and that'll be great to wear after a like 20 point loss to the saints on a sunday totally so everybody pick one of those up tony uh thanks for hanging out man so next week uh we'll do another one of these shows but really after that it's kind of full steam ahead we'll have training camp we'll have preseason and uh the season itself so we almost made it once again through the uh through the off season yeah i mean we're here making it right now and uh finally got i didn't once i start i can't stop finally got the uh the group text going with fantasy so now i'm about to start doing mocks and listening to pods and and all that's getting cranked up it's happening you're gonna be a miles sanders fan before you know it (laughs) i think you're trying to talk me into drafting (laughs) in the first round uh all right let's take a break when we return we'll talk a little golf with Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show. He'll join us here on Pirate Radio Live less than a week away from the start of the Open Championship. We'll talk about that and more when we return after this. listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Watch all of Pirate Radio's local programming on YouTube Live. You can watch Pirate Radio Live Monday through Friday from 3 until 6 p.m. And the Bud Light pregame tailgate in the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter on game days. All you have to do is go to YouTube, uh, search Pirate Radio TV, and then click on that subscribe button. And while you're at it, click on the like button as well. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Clip Rock. Got a lot of goodies up on YouTube. This program, of course, will have the Brian Bailey Show when that returns uh, not too long from now in August. And also interviews with Josh Groves. Um, the video with Holt Nailers that we did yesterday. So a lot of great stuff. Uh, if you like what we do on the radio, there's uh, so much more out there available for you on, uh, of course, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, but also the video side of things on YouTube. So make sure you're checking that out. We'll, uh, of course, have a lot going on with ECU Fall Camp, which is coming up soon uh, with player interviews, coach interviews. So, uh, yeah, subscribe to our YouTube. Give us a like. And great respect to those like Jamie and uh, our others, Brandon and Jerry and Steve and uh, the regulars, Chad, all the crew. And uh, hey, Randolph was in here as well. Just a ton of respect. A ton of respect. In fact, Destry said, East Carolina basketball leads the nation in respect. Just a ton of respect for Campbell and their program and their coaching staff. Randolph said, good to see Chandler uh, and Jenny last night at AJ's. I got a question. Where is Chandler? I 
thought he mentioned something about going home today, but I honestly after the show. After the show, okay. Uh, then I don't have a clue where Chandler is. Joey, where's Chandler? Uh, he texted me to confirm whether I was coming in to help him open up the show, but I mean he didn't give me any details. I'll call him and see if he'll answer. Oh, you better be careful. Why? Because you know sometimes he, he likes Friday. to let one loose. On a fourth third. He ain't gonna answer. Where is he at? He was like, Yeah, I might not be here for the start of the show. Joey's coming in. Hello. Chandler. What's up? Where are you? I'm riding around doing some sales stuff, man. I got a haircut and uh, a haircut during the show. <laughs> You're live on the air, by the way, so don't say anything bad. No, that was before the show happened. That was about two between two and two thirty, and then been riding around doing some sales stuff. Just stopped by the house, finished packing. I'm about to head back to the studio here soon. <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, we're an hour and 47 minutes into this program, so just, I mean, just letting you know. I've been tuning in. Oh, thanks. I pre- hey, great respect to you hey, for listening. Hey, hey, big fan of the show. <laughs> I'd love for you to be a part of it, maybe an hour three. Yeah, I'll be there. Okay. Well, look, if it does, if it inconveniences you, don't. If you got other things to do, go by the house, get a haircut, whatever. That's fine. <laughs> Nah, man. Uh, I, I texted Joey. I was like, "Look, I said I got some stuff to do this afternoon. Um, All right. If you don't mind being here, he's he's doing a good job. So uh, I think I trade him well. And uh, I'm not saying we I, need you here. Joey's doing a fantastic job. I'm just wondering where the hell you are. Like I didn't know. Like, no, it, so, it sounds like you miss me. Is what is what's the deal here? It's more of a curious, a curiosity thing. Like I got hair coming out my neck, and I'm gonna, I plan to cut it this weekend. I didn't even think about getting a haircut during the show. Uh, maybe I'll just maybe I'll plan a haircut for like Monday at four. <laughs> well, if you need me to cover you, I, I got you. But like I said, the haircut was not during the show; it was before the show. And then I got, then I had some All right. to go see, some prospects to go see. Look, I'm trying to get some new. Uh, people on for football season, some awesome sponsors. That way, if we have yeah. one of those segments at the end of the show when we shout out our sponsors, maybe we can have some new ones. Yeah. Well, are those sponsors hanging out at your house or helping you pack? What, what? In the kitchen. I just got here, man. Can you calm down? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like pushing Chandler to the point where he gets real upset with me and then apologizing for it. Love you, buddy. All right. We'll see you. All right. I'll see you. I'll be there in about. 30 minutes. 30 minutes? Show over. Okay, all right. I'm stopping. I'm not going to say anything else. All right. See you, buddy. Great respect. Great respect to you. Y'all have a good show. Bye. Y'all have a good show. That means he's not even coming. What in the world? He's like, that was not at 3. That was at 2.30. Okay, I'm going to schedule a haircut for uh, next Monday at (laughs) 2.30. I may not be here by the showtime, but at least I'll have a haircut. Old Chan, man. He's the man. Uh, I'll be there in 30 minutes. The show's going to be over in 30 That's gonna minutes. That's going to be at 5.20. And usually, Shirley, 30 minutes means like 35.40. So now we're looking at 5.30. And we're going to run a Josh Gross interview around that time, which he's not a part of. So he's looking at about five to seven minutes of showtime today. But got a haircut. And I got a haircut today, too, but I'm here. 
<laughs> I mean, I had never thought about planning to get a haircut. You got to um, schedule your haircuts better, Shirley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next time, do it around, you know, 4.30 in the afternoon. Yeah, because if I did it at 4.30 in the afternoon, you'd lose your mind. Who? You. Shirley, when have I lost my mind? I'm starting to get the hang of the soundboard. I, I'm Ooh. just saying... Oh. Don't say I've that. Tried it. I've never even tried it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Surely, like, if, if you I didn't decided... show up for a show like we just did with Chandler, I would be concerned. Like, seriously, like, I would try to get up with Cashel, who I know is your friend on the police, and be like, Shirley is not here, and she did not tell us that she wouldn't be here. I would be worried. I wouldn't be upset. Well, yeah, that because, is true because yeah. I I do tend, you know, I usually try to communicate with you guys if something comes up and I Yeah, to, you always do. Yeah. This is like this is just a dude like hands in his pockets uh <laughs> skipping around the street with whistling while he's got a show going on that he's usually a part of. He's going he's walking down the street just scooby dooby doo. Just scooby dooby Yeah, on yeah. a Friday. Chris Floyd said, busted. Stop by the teat for some steaks and brews. <laughs> Probably. Who knows what he's been up to? In fact, if he does show up, I want to get a full... You know, I've been watching uh, interrogation videos on YouTube. I like true crime, and I've yeah. been diving into those. And they like to do a full rundown, like a suspect, of your day. So I want to know minute by minute what he's been doing. All right, so at 9.22 this morning, what were you? where were you? I need the full Chandler schedule of what he's been doing. He'll give it to you, too. They probably will. Um, all right, let's uh, let's hit our Greeny interview real quick, Shirley. Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us today on the Pirate Radio Live line. Greeny, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Great to be back on. Yes, sir. And uh, got some stuff going on in the golf world. Our own Chandler uh, Honeycutt, Pirate Radio producer, has a member guest tournament. He's been looking forward to uh, tomorrow. So kind of hot out there for these golfers, right, Greeny? You better uh, grab some extra fluids if you're hitting the course these days uh, here in the eastern North Carolina or anywhere in the uh, the south, the southeast in July. Oh, this is the weather I love. This is awesome stuff. The ball flies a long way. But, yeah, you do have to keep yourself hydrated. But this is, like, ideal weather. You know, even though you get a little bit of humidity, it's so warm, the ball is just going to go forever. So you got to kind of watch your your distance control a little bit. Granny, let's talk about what's going on in the pro golf world this week. And uh, you got the uh, Genesis Scottish Open going on, also the Barbasol Championship. So they're out in Scotland. They're out in Kentucky. I know we talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago with you that do you go ahead and, and maybe try to get a feel for the Open uh, that's coming up in, you know, next week? Or do you stay around the States or do you not play at all? So when you look at the fields and who's playing where, uh, you know, what, what, what can we gather from that? So these are both uh, PGA Tour and DP World Tour fields. So it's co-sanctioned events for both of these. So what you have is you have your top-tier players are playing in the Scottish Open, and then guys that are still searching for it a little bit are playing at the Barbasol. So you're going to see the majority of the people that are playing at the Genesis will end up playing in the Open Championship. Probably the winner of the Barbasol will get to jump on a plane and head on over to uh, the Hoy Lake or Royal Liverpool, whichever one you want to call it, and get a chance to tee it up. So that's kind of what you're looking for through the weekend is to see who's setting themselves up to have a big weekend, who's actually going to have an opportunity to get over there. 
Greeny uh, kind of set up the course we'll see uh, next week at Royal Liverpool. Uh, this, uh, what's it going to play like? What, what do you think the the winning score might be? Uh, what kind of tournament are we looking forward to next week? So here's an interesting little tidbit: is that the last two winners at uh, Royal Liverpool are. Rory McIlroy in 2014 and Tiger Woods in 2006. Hmm. Now, when Tiger won in 2006, it was dry as a bone. Tiger never hit driver off of any any hole because there's a lot of bunkers out there, and you don't want to get in the bunkers off the tee. So he kind of used his two-iron stinger, guided himself around the golf course, never hit it in the bunker, and won the golf tournament, I believe, at like 18 under par. Flip side, Rory McIlroy in 2014, it was the exact opposite. It was wet, had been raining a lot, everything was lush, didn't get a whole lot of roll, everything would hit and stop, and lo and behold, he won at 17 under par. So it seems like no matter what conditions we get, we're probably going to get somewhere in the you know the 10 to probably 15 under par range. Seems like a comfortable one. And again. Roy McIlroy, the defending champion at that golf course. By the way, Sergio Garcia and Ricky Fowler both tied for second that hmm. in 2014. Yeah, those uh, some of those names have been um, at the top of the leaderboard here in big events uh, of recent note. And Greeny, uh, on that note, uh, who do you like to win it? Who are some of your dark horses? Who uh, are you keeping an eye on next week in the Open? I mean, I'm still going with Rory McIlroy. I mean, obviously good vibes at that golf course. We've seen that when Rory does have good vibes in place, or if he has bad vibes in place like Augusta National, how things play out. So he's still hitting the ball as good as anybody. I mean, leading the Scottish Open right now, he's only got a one-shot lead. But, man, I'll tell you what, it's the same story that we've seen over and over with Rory McIlroy. I mean, he could be leading this thing by 10 shots if the putts had fallen today. He missed a lot of opportunities to make birdies. And it's going to really come down to, for me, Rory McIlroy, not the ball striking, not anything else, but probably making putts inside of 20 feet and inside of 10 feet. Is he making those birdie putts, or is it like the Open Championship last year and what we saw in the U.S. Open this year, where everything just seems to roll right by the edge? It seems like he's hitting good putts, just maybe not reading them properly. So he is definitely on the, on the top of my list. And then, again, you and I have talked about this before, Cliff. You look at guys who have been playing well. I mean, Scotty Scheffler is in contention this week at, at minus seven. Um, Max Homa is in there at minus, minus six. So, And, again, Ricky Fowler at minus six. So you got to look at guys that have been playing well recently and guys that traditionally do well. Uh, Brooks Kepka is somebody to keep an eye on. He's kind of snuck around at the Open Championship before. But somebody uh, that – you kind of want to look at, but not necessarily, is John Rahm. He plays his worst major championship at the Open Championship, probably because it's the one he wants to win the most. Hmm. Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show. Good info if you are in a pool or uh, able to maybe place a wager on what's coming up next week in the Open. And uh, we talk about Rory McIlroy. Saw he was in the news, Greeny, after meeting with reporters and said, quote, if Live Golf was the last place to play golf on earth, I would retire. That's how I feel about it. I'd play the majors, but I'd be pretty comfortable in quote. So where are we at? Greeny, I hadn't talked to you in a few weeks about the the whole Live and, and World Golf Tour and, and PGA and all that. Where are we at with that right now? Well, we're, we're in Senate hearings, so the U.S. government has obviously gotten involved. Why I have no particular I, – I, <laughs> we, we found out a lot of the things, and one of the things why Rory was getting asked questions again is because in a, some of the initial paperwork, it was 
requested by the PIF that they wanted Rory McIlroy and Tiger Woods to uh, be captains of teams and play in 10 events. So Rory's name being tossed around again, of course, why wouldn't you want the two of the best players in the world and the biggest names and the biggest draws to be one of your captains for your team? So, uh, you know, we found that stuff out. We had a, a board member from the PGA Tour, the former AT&T CEO, step down. Uh, I don't know if that's more for morals or appearance or what it was, but uh, it's interesting. Nobody else has really followed suit on that. So, again, we're just finding out some tidbits, you know, like Greg Norman has to leave a month after, you know, the deal goes in place and little tidbits like that back and forth. What this deal is going to finally look like, we still have no idea, but it seems like as Jay Monahan comes back to work on July 17th, that the players, a lot of the players are looking for him to have to regain their trust going forward. Mark Greenelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, uh, joining us. Greeny, before we find out what's going on on Saturday's edition of the Golf Shop Radio Show, uh, what else, anything else you're following in the sports world these days? I'm a Braves fan, so I keep up with, uh, with baseball, but for me, it's a lot of football previews and kind of diving into that. Uh, we, got, we got Phil Steele coming up on Tuesday on the show and uh, got his magazine, so starting to thumb through that a little bit. How about you? What's uh, other than golf? What are you paying attention to in the sports world? Well, it's always curious that, uh, you know, being a Boston sports fan, I continue to follow the Red Sox. I'm not a huge baseball fan, but it's interesting that they're five games over 500 and they are in dead last place in their division. You're in the wrong division this year, Greeny. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So a lot, a lot of nine games out and in fifth place in their division against the, the, you know, one of the best teams in the league in Tampa Bay. So kind of watching to see how the second half of that season is going to play out for them. And, of course, getting uh, ready for a little Clemson football. Looks like I'm going to be going to the Clemson-Florida State game, mm. Clemson, on September 23rd because, you know what, everybody's saying that the Seminoles are the odds-on favorite to win the ACC. So let's go ahead and get a good close-up look at them. That'll be a big one. Uh, Greeny, what you got planned for Saturday's edition of the Golf Shop Radio Show? So we are going to uh, talk to a legal uh party uh john nucci who's going to give us some legal analysis about this whole pga senate hearing and everything that's going on so interesting that you asked about that because we're going to dive a little deeper into the legal side of things and where it stands we're going to catch up with bill bender the sporting news and he's been attending some of the previews and will continue to attend previews for college football so we'll get some insight from him as well and then we're going to talk with New York Golf Magazine's John Glozik and see what's happening in, uh, in the world of golf from his perspective. And I'm sure he's probably getting ready or for the for the Open Championship. So uh, we'll, we'll get a little more insight around the Open Championship. So some stuff on Saturday. All right, big show on Saturday. We'll be talking Open Championship with Greeny coming up next Friday right here on Pirate Radio Live. Greeny, have a good show uh, on Saturday. We'll talk to you again next week. All right, thanks, Cliff. Have a good one. Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us. And you can check it out 8 to 10 a.m. Saturday right here on Pirate Radio. Let's take a break. When we return, we got our big beer giveaway, Bush Light Peach Case. We got Morgan Aylers. We got Josh Groves. And maybe Chandler shows up for work. We'll find out when we return after this.
are listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Friday. Shirley, can we hook up with Morgan Aylers here when you get a moment? Top stories of the day. Great respect to Mike Schwartz and the ECU basketball program. Uh, they are bringing in Mark Adams, big name in the college basketball world, former coach, uh, head coach at Texas Tech, coming in as an assistant coach. Also, uh, <laughs> we've got more ECU baseball news. Uh, recent former Pirates, uh, Landon Ginn, signing with the Chicago Cubs, and former Pirate Bryant Packard staying in minor league baseball as a pitcher. And uh, we talked to Mike Mullis earlier. He, uh, did some pitching for Conley and was always, you know, he's one of those best players on your team kind of guy that did a little bit of everything. But Pack told me earlier today his back will not allow him physically to hit anymore. And I don't know the sports science behind it, but apparently he is able to throw, um, unlike his ability to hit. So uh, we'll try it at the, the pitching route, which uh, we wish him luck. And uh, Pack, great guy, will get him uh, on the show at some point. In fact, uh, thought we were going to get him here very recently because i thought he might be hanging it up as far as his pro career but no he says he's on to his backup plan which is pitching in minor league baseball uh a conley viking to the pros and uh another one of those we aired a quick little mini interview with earlier in the show holt nailers we'll talk to a guy uh, our inside source for all things Holt Nailers, Morgan Aylers, uh, also the voice of Dottie Ficklin Stadium, voice of Menji's Coliseum, and uh, you'll see him at uh, at weddings and DJing and having a good old time. What's up, Morg? Clip, how are you doing, sir? It's Friday, and it uh, it's always a pleasure to be on with you. Always a pleasure, and uh, Morgan, we appreciate you helping us get through these summer months with our Friday chats and. Pretty soon uh, it will be football, and pretty soon you'll be paying a lot of attention to Seattle Seahawks football. Great to catch up with Holden, and I know he has been really busy, uh, but was able to catch up with him for a couple minutes yesterday. Uh, Said he really enjoyed his time in Seattle a month ago and is ready to go again here in a couple weeks, Morgan, as they get ready for training camp. Yeah, he uh, heads out, I think, on the 24th, and uh, they start training camp on the 26th. He's actually will be heading down to Mobile to train for a couple days uh, early next week. And uh, he's been working hard and uh, he's in great shape and very proud of him and the hard work he's put in. And hopefully it's going to pay off. They've got a good team out there. and uh, He's just uh, keeping his head down, studying and trying to do everything he can to be successful. Uh, again, we only spent about three minutes with him in front of a camera, but talking to him off camera, I asked him, Morgan, how the – the new quarterback rule. So I guess this comes into play. And mainly it came to the forefront when the 49ers ran out of quarterbacks in the playoffs and what could have been a great game turned into a, just a laugher and a miserable game. So now you get an emergency quarterback spot where, as far as I understand it, your, your third quarterback 
is in uniform and available to play if needed. And that is a big deal for guys like Holden Aylers, who is trying to make the team, trying to make the roster. Who knows? Could be a backup quarterback, but if, even if he is that third-string quarterback, not only you know is he available on game days if needed, but also the fact that you're not a, a practice squad guy making practice squad money. You could be making you know real deal roster money. So it's got a lot of implications. And I like the rule if you're the NFL that uh, that hopefully won't have to see a wide receiver or Christian McCaffrey or somebody in uh, playing quarterback anymore. Yeah, it, it was a rule that was put in for you know the Philly game last year, but also. Uh, Miami ran into that situation. I think the last uh, couple of games of the year, they were running their their scout squad, which they had uh, had him on the scout squad. Mm. Basically, what the rule is, in uh, most teams, you you cannot you have fifty three man. They call it the fifty three man roster. And I didn't even know this part until earlier this year when this rule came out. Is that you don't dress fifty three men game day. You have a, an active roster of forty six players. So you're still with seven guys that aren't that are. Oh, you know what, Morgan? And I always thought about it. They always put out an inactive list on Sunday mornings, and I never really put two and two together either. So those are guys on the active 53 man roster, but they're inactive for that particular game. They are inactive for that game. Yeah, there's seven of those guys. And what they did this year, <clears throat> because of the the Tua situation last year in Miami. Uh, and that's that was one of the big reasons for, believe it or not, from what I the things I've read, versus the 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 Philly game. That's right. a big part of it as well. But with the concussion protocols that, that were in place last yeah. year, really amped that up a lot. So if somebody takes a shot to the head and uh, has any you know concussion symptoms, they're probably going to sit out the rest of the game. Right. Uh, the backup quarterback, it would be would be going in at that point. Then you've got the third quarterback, which is the emergency quarterback, that has to be on the 53-man roster, but doesn't take up a space on the 46-man, and he becomes the 47th man. 10-4, yeah. It it can't be a defensive end or a a linebacker or whatever. The 47th has to be a quarterback, and teams can opt to do that or not do it. Oh, okay, so if you want to carry an extra guy or whatever you could at another position, I guess? Is that what you're saying? Or? You don't have to have, no, I'm just saying that the, the 47th man has to be a quarterback. Okay, all right. And from what you understand, Morgan, let's say, let's use Seahawks terms, Geno injures his arm, Drew Locke goes in, has concussion-like symptoms, has to come out of the game. At that stage, Holton Aethers could go in. But what if, are you allowed to play all three if everybody's healthy, or does it have to be an injury situation? Do you know that? From what again, what I've heard, and I'm this is just reading and listening to, to yeah. people talk about it. If the first quarterback goes out and gets hurt, second quarterback goes in and really stinks up the place, yeah, but he still can play. He has to finish the game, right? Okay, yep. Third, and but and, you know he goes in there and all of a sudden he says, "Oh, I hurt my back," because the coach goes over and says, "You just hurt your back." <laughs> quarterback can go in the second one is done for the night as well can't come back okay second quarterbacks are done for the night well morgan it doesn't take much for you to become for anybody to become an expert on this show you are now our nfl rules analyst and expert so uh we uh, congratulations on the the uh, promotion 
I don't. I, I appreciate it. I've worked really hard with it. <laughs> Ask me about a rule. Do it on Thursday before I talk about it on Friday. There you go. How about that, Morgan? I got some hoops news today. Mark Adams joining the ECU staff, and as I said to Brian North earlier, if I told you a year ago from now that Mark Adams would be an assistant coach for ECU basketball, you'd say, "Well, what the heck happened?" Uh, as he had some things transpire there at Texas Tech, but another great defensive mind, uh, well respected in the game of basketball. That is. Uh, that's pretty big. That's the second name added to the assistant coach bench this week for ECU. Reggie Williams was already on staff, but he gets promoted as an assistant. And now Mark Adams today. So it's been a big week for Mike Schwartz filling out his staff there. It has. And, and fill me in a little bit because I was sort of out of the loop for about a week. I know that Reggie got got promoted and lost uh, one of the – I think Nick – Nick Madsen, yeah. To Texas. Who else left? Did he have a spot open on the staff that that wasn't filled last year? Uh, no, and I believe this has to do with maybe being able to add another assistant coach. And I am ignorant to that as well, Morgan. So I need to do some of my own research on that. But I don't think it was from a deletion. I think there might be where the NCAA, you're our rules guy, but not college basketball rules. Uh, the NCAA maybe added an extra um, spot where you could have another assistant coach. I believe that is the case here. Oh, and that's fantastic because there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of. Uh, uh, talented coaches out there that you know need to be moved up reggie was one of them really good guy i like him i thought that was a great move and bringing in coach adams i mean that speaks for itself that's it you know he's a well-respected coach and i really got a big improvement to coach schwartz and his staff it's going to be i think menji's going to be rocking a little bit this year i think they've got some pieces in place are going to be really fun to watch i'm ready no doubt and uh yeah morgan looks like there is a new ncaa rule that allows more assistant coaches to be on staff and on court instructors at practice so it's not uh it's you're right it's not like we lost anybody else it's uh it's that we can add an addition so there you go there you go now you're my basketball rules official thank you i tell you what between us morgan we got this whole thing figured out we got it now and then we're going to go to uh you know soccer or something <laughs> well speaking of which you watching anything uh i don't know summer league's on mlb uh, are you uh you just kind of getting ready for football this time of year uh sort of i watched a little bit of the home run derby the other night yeah. I watched uh, i was working when the all-star game was on and had it you know it was a fun game to watch just from a distance because i couldn't hear it but for the first time in a long time it looked like you know the national league had lost uh, you know, eight or nine in a row before yeah. we won the other night. And those guys were really into it. They wanted to win that game, which was kind of neat to see because a lot of times they're throwaway games. Yeah, no but, doubt. Um, you know, I'm not a – I just – I used to love watching baseball. And I'll be, be the first one. I know you're a big Braves fan and really get into it. And um, I just I, – I, it's hard for me to watch a three-and-a-half, four-hour game and – don't have the time really so i watch highlights a lot and i talked to somebody recently and i don't remember who that person was but they were telling me how their i guess their dad or uncle or somebody watched every single inning of every single game and i am a huge praise fan but i can't do that i follow i watch a little bit of every series most of the time morgan i just got my phone 
and I'm listening to the the radio broadcast of it, kind of as I'm doing stuff around the house. It is uh, it's a chore to watch every single baseball game, uh, but I try to to be a fan where I, I know the score every night. I follow that on a score app if I'm not watching or listening, but I'll definitely keep up with every series. But yeah, I, I'll watch uh, try to watch every minute of Commanders football and and you know that stuff. But when ba- as far as baseball goes, I can't don't put me down for 162 games can't do that yeah i just can't do it i mean i i'll tell you how much i used to love watching baseball we had my, my two boys were jordan nicholas and then griffin palmer who uh, named after fred mcgriff and arnold palmer and then peyton, <laughs> uh peyton ryan after peyton manning and Mil- nolan ryan yeah that's awesome love getting the crime dog in there morgan i was a big crime dog fan in the uh in the 90s all right uh morgan Ayler's joining us i saw uh and we talk a little tv with morgan especially here during the summer an interesting thread i don't know if there's anything to this but i saw it on uh on hoist the colors and i think it was just one man's opinion but i like the thought he said with the actors now striking as well as the writers uh the likelihood that scripted programming returns full force by the end of the year is dimming he said, I can see a possibility where ABC, Fox, and CBS are airing more primetime games, maybe Thursday, Fridays, to fill schedules. Now, I don't know about changing dates and things like that, but I don't know, maybe a bump up. Uh, if you're on ESPN2, you go to ESPN and that game goes to ABC or whatever. But maybe a possibility of more live football on rather than scripted tv shows and again this is just one man's opinion i kind of like where his head's at though they're gonna have to fill some of that time with some things now i don't think i don't know morgan if they would change schedules change dates things like that especially with college maybe pro but i don't know any thoughts to that i like where his head's at you think there's anything to this if if they don't get the stuff figured out i think you'd probably have more of a chance of changing a college game than you would a pro game Really? Because yeah, because I think there's so much money in the NFL and it controls where the game is shown. Yeah, so they may, you know, that's the big sport from a visibility standpoint on television anyway. And you know, Saturdays are pretty much college football games, except for Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays and Fridays. And, you know, <laughs> where they got the games. But I wouldn't be shocked to see some some games move if this strike lasts for a little bit longer. Yeah, because. I was re, uh, listening to something yesterday talking about the, the actors going on strike, that if they were to go back in next week to gear everything back up and get it in production again, still going to be another you know 20 to 30 days, which puts you, pushes uh, you into your September season anyway, where you'd be starting the uh, premiere of the, the new series and new shows. Yeah. You're pushing October, November now at the earliest, they said. And, yeah, Morgan, when you say easy to move a college game, I think back to the COVID times and – man all these schedules are put out eight ten years in advance it's so hard to do something on the fly uh well no it's not we saw remember byu and coastal just scheduled a game to put on espn because it was fun and awesome and they did it like in a week or two yeah that was (laughs) if i'm not mistaken that was a game that we had talked about can we schedule brigham young right oh yeah yep we had i think somebody had talked to uh, either to them or they the powers of Utah again i'm not 100 percent sure but yeah. there was, was sort of a rumor going around that we might be playing brigham young because we already had a, a couple games scheduled with them but um yeah i mean you can definitely change something around it's been proven you can do it yeah i mean look last year when uh the the south florida game east carolina got moved to to boca raton or where oh that's right yeah 
you know, they moved that game and had everything, TV production, everything moved within four days. So it can it can happen. More good stuff, man. Enjoyed the chat. Have a fantastic weekend, and uh, we'll talk more football and uh, whatever else with you next week. That's it. By the way, have you speaking of TV? Have you watched Ted Lasso yet? Uh, yeah, in fact, um, I've I think I've watched a couple from this season, but yeah, I've watched seasons one and two completely. You need to watch the end of season three. It's really good. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, I need to get on that. Also, Morgan, uh, have you watched Quarterback on Netflix yet? No, Holton told me that about that. We had lunch today, and I'm going to be watching that this weekend. I am as well. I've heard good things. I wasn't super interested when I saw, you know, Mahomes, Cousins, Mariota, but all I hear is great things about it. So I'll check that out, and I'll try to uh, finish up Ted Lasso as well. There you go, Clipper. You guys have a great weekend. Thanks for having me on. Do the same, Morgan. There is Morgan Ehlers joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Uh, it is so at 4:50. Chandler said, "I'll be there in 30 minutes." It is 33 minutes later. And no, he's been here for the whole Morgan thing. He's right here, Chandler. Oh, the Clippers is summoning you. What is he doing, Joey? Uh, he's doing real big boss stuff, making <laughs> sales looking clean. <laughs> big boss stuff. What's up, buddy? Man, look, well, welcome on in. Look, I'm having to take a break from doing a doing some sales stuff uh-huh keep saying stuff i i don't want you don't need to get too detailed you are really doing stuff though yeah you can ask joey i've been in there on my laptop hair looks good thank you hair well, looks good i feel like weekend. a brand new man oh no you said you can ask joey i've been in there on my laptop do uh, you know how many things you can do on a laptop that aren't work related like that doesn't prove anything i'm just saying if we were I'll in a show you my work right now uh, will you pull up your browser history Sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. Hey, why not? It's good to see you, man. Good to see you too. And I mean, you, you know what? I, I said I didn't miss you. Uh, I said un- I didn't miss you. I lied. I missed you. All right, I missed you too. Um, Where it I is am. crazy that when I'm not here, Clip gets so freaked out and is like, "Where's Taylor at?" It's just it's, it's insane. But that tells me that he loves me, and. I believe we're best friends, and I've, I've said this. See, and that's the reaction I get every time when I say something about being best friends with you, and you're like, I wouldn't say we're best friends. That's a strong, strong What would you label. say we are, though? First of all, oh, first that of all, classic what are we question. Right? For, what, wait, 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 what are we right We didn't have a What are we? Well, first of all, we're co-workers. That is true. Well, I, I, even before that, we're, maybe after that, we're acquaintances. Man, here's what I, I say we're friends first co-workers second um and you're 100 correct we it has built into that you are more than a co-worker you are a friend you are well here's a, a little trouble too though the, the the age gap you know like can best friends have the age gap that we, i know i act that's like a, that's a good point i act very immature and like you i'm in my very 20s young for a 41 year old <laughs> you're right I do not act mature. Like I forget that you have a wife and kid. <laughs> <laughs> I wear flat brim hats and wear uh, gym shorts to work. So, and, and I'm not trying to be younger than I am. This is just how I'd like to be. You know what I'm saying? And I love you for you. Yeah. This is getting really romantic. I, I know. Don't know if I, I do feel like you feel like this relationship's a little more than I do. I met your parents. <laughs> that is true. You I, I've met your parents. Um, so I've been to your parents' house. That is also true. It is Why did, how did I, that happen? 
when I was having car trouble with I don't even want oh, to mention it. That's right. With the Jeep. Oh, that's right. Um you were having to take me to Winterville to the uh to the Oh yeah, we stopped by the folks' and house. It was on the way like on the way to the shop. Your yeah. parents lived over there, so we stopped by. But uh to answer your question, no, we're not best friends. And Man, I, y'all giving this away today? I really hate to tell you who is my best friend. It happened earlier today. Joey? Yeah. He's my best friend. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm nah, you're back good. to work now. You're good. You're good. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, and you you stand by this, Chandler. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I heard y'all were giving this away earlier. Bushlight Peach. Bushlight Peach. Shout out Carolina uh, Eagle Distributing. Uh, this is an awesome product, a awesome summer beer whether you're at the beach uh maybe after yard work or if you're like me this weekend on the golf course mm-hmm. a bush a bush peach will be delicious in your hand and you know what let's open up the pirate radio live line right now and make you a winner you want to go call her 12 shirley give it away give it away give it away now give it away give it away give it away now give it away give it away give it away now wild pirate radio get the pizza awesome you sound just like that guy. Yeah, I, Fat Anthony Kiedis and I sound a lot Man. alike. Uh, 317-1250, Caller 12, Bushlight Peach is all yours if you are Caller 12 right now. We're back with more Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese, biscuits, and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. And both locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93 ethanol-free high-octane gas, which is the best for boat owners. Country uh, Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Did you say who won? Oh, uh, James Russell of Greenville picked up uh, the Free Beer Friday. Big game, James. Way to go, James. Uh, Shirley, alert your farm villains. Baby T is on ESPN. 76ers playing summer league ball and uh, Turquavion out there in the 76ers uni. Yeah, he dropped 20 points last night. So, uh, unfortunately, they lost uh, to the Hawks. But uh, he has been really... Uh, showing his talent on the the court in the summer league. Now it looks like he's playing point uh, for him. So he'll uh, be bringing it up the court. Sixers up uh, one on the Clippers in the second quarter on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Where's Chandler? <laughs> All right, let's. Uh... <laughs> well, no, because I was expecting him to say the Buck. Da Buck. <laughs> I didn't realize he wasn't sitting in the chair. Uh, let's run a uh, an interview from earlier this week. 
that we had with Josh Groves, East Carolina pitcher. Uh, we had it on Facebook and YouTube. Radio audience hasn't heard it yet. And uh, talked to him just after being drafted by the New York Yankees, the day after, in fact. And I had a chance to catch up with Josh, and here's how it sounded. Josh, uh, congrats, man. Uh, it's really cool to hear um, your name taken yesterday and then see New York Yankees beside it. How's that feel? Yeah, no, thank you. It's uh, it's pretty incredible. I think it's still kind of settling in with me. Um, I think yesterday I was kind of in shock the whole day, but um, I mean, it feels pretty good to have that have that title, I guess. Yeah, no doubt. So, Josh, let's talk about the the draft and the process and all that stuff. So, and, and when I actually heard a promo recently last time you were on, you were saying. Maybe I'm not a, a first round, a second round, a first day guy, but mm-hmm. you said, you know, you, you thought you, you had a good chance of hearing your name called. So what was the, the first day, second day like for you as you kind of sit and wait? Uh, the first day was pretty cool. Um, I was going to go home just to hang out with my parents just because I was curious to see who was going to go in the first two rounds because you kind of have an idea of like the top stars in the game. Um, but I, right when I pulled out of Greenville, it was started like ties typhooning <laughs> so i immediately turned around and just stayed back and um me my girlfriend in uh cooch manor and and trevor lacito were just hanging out watching the uh, the first two rounds and then that next morning monday morning i got up early and drove home um the draft didn't start till two so um cooch actually came back up with me because he wanted to be a part of that um, which i thought was pretty cool but um so we drove up there and Kind of just hung out all day. I, I I had a general idea of when I thought I would have been called if I did get called on Monday. And so kind of just in communication back and forth with my agent and um, kind of just seeing like what the word on, on his end was. And um, kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's a little nerve wracking a little bit because you don't want to stare at the computer screen all day because <laughs> you're going to go insane. But right. you also, you know, don't want to, you want to make sure your phone is on and you want to miss a call in case it's there. So um, there were some, there were some chances to go uh, later that later that day, like round seven through ten, um, and you know it just it just didn't work out with uh, with the guy. Like you know, there was two teams where they they called my agent. It was like, hey, if this if if this guy ahead of Josh is, is off the board, is not available, we're gonna go with Josh here, and um, it just didn't work out. The guy they wanted ahead of me was still available, so they went with him. That happened a few times, but um, so day three, going into day three was a little. You know, it's like, well, this is only one more day left. Like, I really hope this happens. And uh, about half an hour before day three started, so probably like at one thirty, my uh, my agent gave me a call and said that the, uh, the Yankees were super high on me, and um, if I was still on the board, they were going to take me with their eleventh round pick. And so um, they had like one of the last picks that round. So that whole round was just like a little, you know, just kind of anxious to see what happens. But their pick came up, and they were they were good on their word, and. Um, Probably one of the coolest moments I've ever ever been a part of. How about pre-draft, Josh? And, and you went out to a, a combine of sorts, right? Or a uh, where they were able to scout you, look at you, yeah. work out, things like that. So, did you have interaction with teams when you were out there, or or leading up to the draft at all? Yeah. So when I was in Arizona, I only talked to a, a big part of why I wanted to go out there was to go do a bunch of interviews because they were having like you know big time interviews with like you know maybe a GM or a mm-hmm. national scout director, like whatever it was. I only had one meeting. It was with the Cardinals, um, and it was I thought it was a great meeting. And so I left there after doing a bunch of medical testing and and uh, just some f- you know physical makeup evaluations. And left there, you know, I felt I was glad I went. It was a cool event to, to be a part of. But leading up to the draft, um, probably talked to f- fifteen, almost twenty teams maybe that reached out and and uh, just checking in to see 
how I was feeling, like, you know, if, if everything's still good to go. And, and tell, they all told me that I was on their board. And so I was super excited about that. Um, and then, yeah, so just that, that kind of gave me a good intention too, of just, uh, or a good idea of when I would possibly go. And so that's why that later, the later rounds on Monday were just very, you know, kind of scratching an itch, trying to just get that thing kind of, I guess, over with, because you're so anxious to see what happens. Yeah. But, um, definitely, yeah, definitely, like you said, I roller coaster of emotions throughout the whole thing. Did you get any weird questions outside of baseball? Did they ask you, like, the, the dumb stuff we would ask you on the show? Like, are you a dog or a cat? Did you get any, <laughs> any of that psychological stuff? No, I don't stuff? think they were too worried about, you know, my, my animal preferences. But, <laughs> Good. Um, I hear those stories with the NFL Combine all the time, and I'm just curious if the, you were A lot of the questions them. they asked that were not, like, you know, outside the baseball world were about, like, your family life, like... Almost everybody asks, "Do you have a, a sibling or immediate you know, relative hmm. that plays in the prof- like a professional okay. sport?" I think they like that like kind of bloodline thing. Like sure, if you got the genes or whatever. Um, but almost everyone I talked to was like very, very intrigued with me being a military kid. They all, I mean, I talked most of my meetings I had with teams, even in the fall, um, and even talking on the phone with, with scouts before the uh, the draft was very interested in like how was that growing up, like what you know, what's, what's that like, and so I think that. That might have played a big, may, may, maybe a big part in what happened, but maybe not. I don't know. But that was another. That was a big focal point for a lot of guys. Well, if anything, they know you'll be comfortable with the the lifestyle of a, yeah. a minor league baseball player before you get to the pros, and even a pro player where you're on the road so much. Mm-hmm. You, uh, I'm still fascinated by when you told us that the most time you've spent anywhere. Like your entire life was was here in Greenville, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. you you, uh, you you went around so much. So, and baseball is injuries are so tricky and health because you're pitching in season. But even you guys are whatever playing summer ball and fall ball and, and almost never stops, right? Yeah. So, how about your arm right now and how you're feeling at this juncture? I feel great. I took about a week off whenever we lost to UVA, and um, after that week, just started playing, not like super crazy you know, bullpens or anything. I was playing light catch three days a week, uh, lifting with our strength coach four days a week, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and just trying to stay stay in shape and, and you know, make sure my arm feels good and my arm feels great. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting down to Florida. I don't know what we're going to do down there. They're probably going to do a bunch of assessments, kind of like the combine, and come up with a plan on how to go forward. Yeah, so that's the next move for you, heading to Tampa, you said? Yeah, so I'm flying out of here uh, tomorrow morning out of Raleigh to Tampa, um, and then that will uh, – I'll be in Tampa until the rent, the end of the minor league season, which is like the second week of September, I think. And one Josh is not enough. Uh, another Josh <laughs> heading there. Talked to Josh Moylan last night and uh, said that once things are finalized, he plans on being a Yankee as well. And you still have to do the, the physical and that yep. stuff, right, before yep. you, you actually sign yeah, the you can't, you know, You can't really say that you signed until you've passed your physical and all that stuff. So – you know, I'm I'm confident that all will go fine. But yeah, I'm I was really pumped, and when I heard Josh was going to be there, I, I just it felt like, you know, I lived with him for two years, so it kind of felt like a piece of ECU was coming with me. And awesome. So uh, I'm really excited for us to to go through this whole thing together down there. Josh Gross joining us. We'll be on a few more minutes. If you have a question on Facebook or YouTube, you can get that in as we talk to the now former Pirate uh, joining us. And Josh, we talked to you before this process and your dream, uh, you know, your goal is to play professional baseball. You also said you wouldn't be upset if uh, if the worst thing that happened to you was having to return to ECU. But uh, you got that call. You 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 uh, were selected in the draft. And again, you said it's, it's I don't know, when, did it, when does it all actually set in? But yeah. you're you're kind of going through that right now. Yeah, I mean it's definitely uh, it's definitely bittersweet. I mean, I've expressed many times like, I I love this place with all I got. Um, 
ECU is, like I said, a second home, and Pirate Nation has been like a second family to me and my family. And, um, you know, it's definitely definitely not easy to leave, and making that decision to forgo my last year was, was definitely hard. But, um, like you said, it was a dream I've had since a kid, and, and I know that Pirate Nation will always be there wherever I go. Josh, I mean, players get drafted on what they've done, but also potential and what mm-hmm. what teams see in you. So, I and you'll talk to to whoever, whoever you talk to down there in Florida. But how about you personally? Like, what do you want to improve upon? What do you want to What do you want to show uh, the Yankees organization once you yeah, get down I, to Tampa? I think uh, just for me and my situation, the Yankees saw me as a draft pick that had the potential to be some you know someone a lot better than I am right now. And so, you know, I think that I, I'm just as excited as they are to, to you know, get, get in their labs and, and in their pitch and development program and, and continue to add weight, continue to add consistency in my, my arm action, my delivery, my thought processes, my, my stuff. And I think that they see it just as I do is that the ceiling really is, uh, is unlimited when, because I'm, I'm, you know, there's so much stuff that I can still work on. Joey, you got a question for Josh? Hit your mic on. Uh, I didn't show you how to do that, did I? <laughs> Hit the pot beside uh, the one on the far left and turn that baby up. No, the bottom bottom red button. Hit that baby. Yep, turn it up and talk. Now you got it. Hello? Yes, sir. All right, what's up, Josh? <laughs> uh, so, as you know, you weren't the only pirate drafted tonight. Have you talked to Tyler a little bit, and have you gotten his head about it? Because, you know, both pitchers going to different places. Yeah, yeah. So I called him uh, about an hour and a half ago on my drive back down to Greenville, and um, – He's super excited too. He deserves this 100%. He's a, uh, you know, he had just like everyone has some some struggles throughout the year, but um, I think the Cardinals see in him what he sees in himself and what everyone else sees in the program is a guy with a great arm and great stuff and kind of in the same boat I am where when you finally put the tools all together, it's it's the, you know the sky's the limit. So he's excited. He's pumped up. He's flying out. I think tomorrow as well. Down to, they're at they're in Jupiter. That's where the Cardinals have their stuff at. So. Hopefully we get to play each other, you know, maybe maybe next year. I don't, I don't know, like I said, what this fall looks like, but I'm sure we'll cross paths several times in the, in the, in the near future. Have you had a chance to uh, to talk either on the lead-up or, or the last couple of days to maybe Zach Agno, C.J. Mayhew, guys that have been through what you're about to go through and, and see what they say? Yeah, I haven't I haven't talked on the phone with those guys yet, but they all reached out whenever um, they saw my name got called and um, – I mean, I've kept a pretty good connection with with almost everyone that's come through here, um, and so <clears throat> you know, all my former teammates and and people at the next level that I played with, they're uh, they're super excited and they, they've already reached out. So I'm definitely looking forward to picking their brain and and seeing you know what worked for them and and using it for myself. We had uh, Cornell Powell in studio yesterday. J.H. Rose Star went to Clemson, uh, Kansas City Chiefs, won a Super Bowl, and talked to him about being starstruck and. You know, Cornell was a big-time player around here. Clemson's about as, as high as you can go in college football. But he said when he got to Kansas City and saw Mahomes and Kelsey and Tyree Kill, he, he had that starstruck <laughs> feeling. Uh, Jamie asking, what what uh, player do you want to try to meet on the Yankees the most or, or in MLB? And, and we'll ask you later uh, about those starstruck feelings. But I don't know, anybody come to mind who you'd like to meet, cross paths with? I mean, when I, when I think of it, like, Yankees pitching right now. Everyone thinks about Garrett Cole, yeah. so I'm sure that would be. If I ever got the chance to meet him, that'd probably be a pretty cool moment to, like I said, you know, pick his brain too, and and just have a conversation with him. So that's that's probably the the guy that I'm most excited to see in person. 
Also, Jamie, asking, uh, have you had a chat with Coach Godwin since being drafted? And yeah. what was that like? Yeah, Coach Godwin called me after uh, I didn't get selected on day two. Um, just trying to, you know, be there and, and, and calm down the, uh, the emotions a little bit. But then after, immediately after I got selected yesterday, he uh, was the first person to call and um, congratulate me and, and um, you know, kind of give me that that rundown but uh yeah i've talked to him several times I, I was planning on going there to the field after this is over and and kind of packing up my stuff out of my locker and saying one last you know thank you and bye to the coaches and my teammates and then um getting ready to leave yeah good stuff josh grows joining us uh both you and josh moylan it made it sound like you guys were were excited and and maybe ready to take that next step. Mm-hmm. That new, the, the tricky part is, and we talked about this with Moylan and and with Coach Godwin, the way the draft is, and you have to assign scholarships. I believe yeah. July first is what yeah. Coach Godwin said. Yeah. So, from you have your point of view on what you want to do. Coach Godwin also has to kind of think about it in his brain how it's all going to work out. So, yeah. did you feel like did he kind of know that you? We're we're ready to move on, and, and probably we're going to make that move. Yeah, we've we've had many talks leading yeah. up to this, and um, you know his he's in a tough spot as a coach because he's you know he assigns scholarships, and because the draft got pushed back, it's hard to do that when you don't really have a full idea of who's coming back. But he told me from the from the jump, like he he assigned me a scholarship, so if things didn't work out or it wasn't the right fit, whatever it was, that I always had a spot to come back and awesome. and honor that scholarship, but. I don't know how you know. I don't know how he's how he can rearrange money if he's even allowed to do that or not. Um, hopefully, he can because you know I'm sure Josh was on some money. I'm sure yeah. Rod was on something. So that's got to be tough for him to to find a way to give everyone some money um, in the little amount of money that we get for baseball anyway. Speaking of money, um, you're not a multimillionaire <laughs> at the moment, Josh. No, but uh, <laughs> how about the financial part of it? Are you you pleased with how yeah, that worked yeah, out? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Um, <clears throat> Honestly, I'm, I'm more happy about the opportunity. So, yeah. um, money's great, and uh, it's definitely a good cushion. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, they care about production, not how much they paid you. So, my, 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 thought, my thought process right now is just to get down there and, and see how much better I can get in a short amount of time. You're, uh, I know you've mentioned your family. I know they're thrilled. Uh, what was their reaction like when you got selected? They were very happy. They were sitting on the couch with me, and they had the uh, the live stream pulled up, and then on like the, on your phone you could look at, like, the, uh, like the, I guess, like the number orders of what's going on. Yeah. They were through the roof. I mean, my parents, um, you know, they've been able to support me through this whole journey from T-ball to now, and um, I think they were just as excited as I was, and um, I texted him earlier. I was like, "This is just as much as your draft as it is mine because I wouldn't I wouldn't be there without you guys." And so, even my little sister, you know, she was super excited. She's been to God knows how many baseball games that she probably didn't want to go to. Um, my brother texted me right away, and, and he was through the roof. But um, yeah, my, I mean, I got a great family, and I'm you know I, I love those guys. And man, yeah, Major League Baseball, the ultimate. It's it's great to be drafted by any team, and I am uh, by far not a Yankees fan, but I can recognize <laughs> that Yankees is baseball. Baseball is Yankees. I mean, that's the most traditional franchise uh, in the game of baseball. Any added you know special uh, feeling to that being drafted by that organization? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's definitely probably one of the most worldwide known baseball organizations if not the most um so i don't feel like an extra weight on my shoulders or anything but i think it's a very cool thing to kind of grasp and and to say that you you were drafted by the new york yankees is a pretty cool feeling yeah so i'm sure i got some pictures of me in a 
T-ball jersey <laughs> playing for the Yankees, it will pull up. But. Have you taught anybody from there, like other than your agent? Have you taught anybody from the Yankees organization? Yeah, the guy, the, the area scout, his name's Stu Smothers. He uh, he um, he actually lives like on the pretty much on the street. Right, he used to live in, in Virginia, wow. in Nova by DC, which is kind of cool. But he called me um, right after I got selected, and and um, he was super excited. And so he's been the one in contact with like me and Moylan and some other guys about travel plans and what kind of to expect and to bring and all that stuff. So uh, Jamie asking, was Josh a fan of the Yankees or did you become a fan yesterday? I've I've I mean I've never really had a, yeah. a favorite team. I've never I mean I've never like disliked the Yankees. I'm super excited that. I get to be a part of this, so I've always admired. Well, I mean, they have some of the best players in the world. So even if you don't like them, I don't know how you can admire them. But um, I've I've never been like a diehard fan, um, but I mean, I am now. So. Yeah, and uh, you look, you feel like you look pretty good in pinstripes. You guys have to wear those. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I look good in the ECU pinstripes. So uh, you realize now, if you make it to the big show, you're gonna have to get rid of the face ring. I, I gotta oh, get yeah. I gotta get rid of that. I think tonight. I don't oh know, wow! I don't so think anyone's allowed to have something it. through all the affiliates. I think. Well. I mean, I could be wrong, but I was. I don't want to be that guy that shows up like, and everyone else is standing like an idiot. So I was <laughs> planning on just straight razoring it off tonight. Good point, Joey. That's right. Takes the years off my life. <laughs> there you go. The, the clean baby face, Josh yeah. Gross, coming yeah. to Tampa. Uh, Freshman Josh to a field near you. Uh, good stuff. All right, couple more minutes left. You guys want to get something in? Uh, we're talking to. Josh Gross here live on Facebook and YouTube. We'll uh, air this on our Pirate Radio live show coming up later in the week. But uh, I don't know, Josh. First of all, I would like to say we really enjoyed having you on uh, this year. I love your your personality. And we talk baseball, but we also try to get people to know you as a person Mm -hmm. and and have some fun with you. So uh, I think you were perfect for what we wanted to do here at Pirate Radio. Mix the baseball with the the real life aspect of it so uh awesome job by you there just being yourself really yeah no i had a blast all all year and uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure the other guys did too so i would do it again in a heartbeat so you know i, I had a really good time connecting with uh with you all year and uh we had yourself we had uh josh mullen we had lane hoover who was playing some hey, pro baseball the last uh What's couple it, weeks the, the, the yeehaws the, the y'alls the y'alls the yeah y'alls. <laughs> How about that? He, you know he's playing with ben twilliger too they're on the same team Ben Terwilliger's on that team? I had no idea. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so great to see uh, your former teammate yeah, there. Yeah, that, I, that was – he um, – when was this? Maybe two weeks ago. They, he came down, uh, him and Spivey and Coach and, uh, and Sailor all had a nice dinner with Coach Godwin. He took him out to eat. And then um, he met up with me and Cooch Manor and Trevor at a – or I think it was just me and Cooch Manor at, at Sub Dogs. And um, he broke the news, and he was like, I'm leaving tomorrow morning to go to – I think it was Ohio. I'm not sure what you say was going. Yeah, that sounds right. That's why I think they were playing a game there, and so um, I, I mean Hoover, Hoover is baseball. So <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what Hoover looks like not in a uniform. So um, I know he's super happy, and, and I think he's been playing pretty well. I've, I'm trying to kept up with all the Twitter stuff. So how about uh, Garrett and Carter Spivey? You talked to those guys lately. What are they yeah, up to I right now? Yeah, I talked to those guys a lot. Um, I don't know. I, I I know that they're both. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that they are able to work out a free agent deal um, today before 5 o'clock, and um, they both deserve it. I mean, Spivey, Spivey is a one-of-a-kind guy that's walked through these doors. He's he's came in and, and struggled more than anyone I've ever played with yeah. and flipped the switch and was one of the best pitchers I've played with. And so he he definitely deserves a shot. And if it's not today, then I'm confident that he's you know he's driven enough or he's going to continue to pursue that. And, and Sailor's the same way. Sailor 
his career here has been pretty spectacular. So, you know, if if a team is able to score either one of those guys, they're they're getting a steal. And uh, I think we've beaten the sandwich thing to death at this point, but did have a question on YouTube. Did the uh, the sandwich ever come up in any of your interviews with teams? No, but um, if you go on MLB, like the draft, uh, like the top 230 prospect, 250 yeah, prospects, yeah. if you go under my name on there, they give like a brief like synopsis of your career. And, and like I want to say one of the first two lines is, you know, Josh Gross became famous for feeding a – a hot dog to his teammate. But yeah, if, was, you go, if you go up a little bit, if um, you look up your name on Twitter as well, on a lady. If you type in type in MLB draft prospects, okay. Let's see. Let's just add uh, yeah, prospects here. There's a Yankees like prospect Twitter. Oh, is there? Yeah. Is it on there? Yeah, they tweeted about you recently. Let me see what they said. Uh, um, oh yeah, click on that. It's in that. All right. Let's see. We got Josh. Got a little. Looks like a video. There should be like a little. Yeah, so this is, it says Yankees prospect watch. They said that you were selected, 342nd pick. He's most known for being ejected last season for feeding his teammate. They got it wrong, actually. Feeding his teammate a PB&J sandwich after a home. That, I mean, nobody People can get the story straight. The right answer. Yeah, really. You got to go on New York radio and set the record straight. Um, but, yeah, do you want that wipe from your record? Or are you, you okay no, with think, it? I think it's a – It adds you know, a little. It adds some character in there. No doubt. All right. Uh, extra adversity I had, I had to go through. That's right. College but, career. Ejected in a conference tournament. Uh, Josh, awesome stuff. We wish you the best of luck, man. And uh, we know you're going to succeed uh, in baseball and in life. And we'll keep in touch. Let's uh, catch up sometime when, whenever all this is uh, over with. And, mm-hmm. and we wish you the best of luck, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me on the whole season. Our conversation with Josh Groves, former Pirate pitcher, now with the New York Yankees organization. We'll take a break, come back, get ready to wrap it up and close it out with me and Chandler showing great respect to our awesome sponsors ton here of respect for at Pirate Radio. Back with you to wrap it up after this. listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Taking a quick look at your stock market, the Dow was up 113 points and closed at 34,509. NASDAQ was down 24 at 14,113 and the S&P was down four points at 4505 That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisor uh, Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back to the show. Here's Clip. All right, getting ready to wrap it up. But before we do, we have to thank some of our awesome advertisers here at Pirate Radio. Shirley. Brown and Wood. Two iconic last names in sports. Jim Brown. Kerry Wood. Brown and Wood. Exactly. Twisted Tea. Oh, my gosh. Delicious. I love tea. Do you like lemonade? Do you like tea? Uh, do you like to get twisted? Do you like to get twisted a little bit? Well, there's this thing called Twisted Tea that's really delicious. And uh, really go drink some. Go okay. drink some today, okay. please, if All you right. don't mind. Thank okay. you very much. Uh, Wood Ducks. Charge. Charge! Where can you hear that? At the Wood Ducks game tonight. I wish that I could go to a stadium that was historic. 
Um, I wish I can go to a baseball game maybe at least 30 minutes away, 25 minutes away. <laughs> okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. There's a team in Kinston. Yeah. The Downeast Wood Ducks. The Downeast Wood Ducks. Pick no it. Woodies. Pick County Schools. Um, I need education. I am a proud product of the Pitt County School System. W.H. Robinson, A.G. Cox, D.H. Conley. Look how I turned out. You want your kid to turn out like me? Pitt County Schools is for you. Chicos. Um, went there for lunch today. By the way, everybody talks about the hungry pirate, which is good. Everybody talks the about the tacos, I love which the is tacos. good. Everybody talks about the burritos, which is good. I have what they call the Mexican fingers, which is chicken tenders, chicken tenders, and buffalo sauce. Why you gotta look at me when you say this? <laughs> That's order. what they call it. That's what they call it. That's what they call it. I wanted somebody to look at to say. Okay, Mexican fingers. Get it. Go there and say, I want the Mexican fingers because Chandler Honeycutt told me so. It is buffalo chicken tenders. It's not just your grandfather's buffalo chicken tenders. It is the best in town. It's delicious. I went, If you go to Tijuana, don't ask for the Mexican fingers. But at Chico's, do it. Do it. Uh, University Sportswear. Um, I need some more shirts. I need some swag. I need, uh, hey, Joey, I need some drip. I've got an event coming up, and I need some shirts to promote it. I need some hats to wear. I need some pins with my business on it. I wonder who can do that. University, University Sportswear. Wear. That's it, guys. Good job, Chan. Hey, great show today. Thank you. You really killed it these last two minutes. Joey, awesome work. Shirley, fantastic. Uh, y'all, my friends here, have a great weekend. Y'all, my friends out there, have a great weekend. And we'll be back with you Monday at 3 o'clock for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live, catching you up on the weekend. Also, talking Navy football with our friend Pete Medhurst, play-by-play voice of the midshipmen. We'll talk to you then. Have a great weekend. Jeff Charles, take us out of here. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.